Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! From the IMLD Home Studios, in its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Hey, welcome in. You've got, in much less detail, the podcast. We are here with you live with our football party on a Saturday night, October the 2nd, 2021. Welcome into October already. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We've got your week four picks coming up later on. All 15 games that are remaining on the schedule. We will have all those picks against the spread. We will review last week and that crazy action in week three. Uh, but first, uh, Jay, if uh, anyone was listening to the podcast version, you were talking about your family and what you guys are going through up there uh, concerning the pandemic. So definitely give an update on what's going on there. Yeah, uh, no, the cute factor, the original, the OG uh, cute factor uh, came down with the COVID and that was confirmed last, was that last week she went in for the test? So I wasn't on the show. Um, she went in Saturday uh, morning for the test. We got the results. Uh, what first thing on Monday that she she got the goop, and uh, you know she's uh, back in she's back in school already. Can you believe it on Monday? Wow. But yeah, she's she's uh, mostly I'd say mostly better. I'd say you know it never really hit her more than just a like a really severe cold. So that was pretty much from. Thursday through about Tuesday where she was just, you know, stuffy and tired and out of breath easily. And we just, uh, we just had her relax. I went, I walked over to the school, picked up my, both my kids' school books because uh, Grant can't go to school now until Friday uh, this week coming up because he was obviously a close contact. My wife can't go back to work for like two more weeks and I already went back to work today. So that, 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 if that goes to show you, that they actually have no clue how this is being managed. Uh, that's it right there in a nutshell for you. That that four uh, different people in the same house are all going to be basically like back out on four different days. And and me, I'm the first one back. All right. Well, but so, that's because uh, none of you guys tested positive. Uh, right. No, but I just with all, well, my wife's work is following the, the like the department of health, uh, you know, stuff to the letter where it's basically you're you have to quarantine for 10 days after the person who got it who lives in your house their quarantine ends you have to now in court then quarantine for an additional 10 days an extra Mm -hmm. where my work just treated it like i was the one who got it and uh so me and me and me and trin so trin is going to be back out in the wild before (laughs) her brother or for my wife, which is the whole thing is just, it just leaves you scratching your head. 
trying to make sense uh, of the yeah. rules and how, yeah, how you end up with one household with one person who gets coronavirus, but four different people with four different dates as far as when they can go back to doing things. It, it made no sense. It makes no sense to me. Like it, it, if it feels, uh, you know, some kind of slapdash, it, it, it is. It sounds slapdash. Yeah. Um, and I mean, as I was the, telling you last, you know, last yeah. week that our situation in my house was that I got it and my wife didn't come down and start feeling symptoms till maybe four, five, six days after right. I started uh, feeling my symptoms. So right. for for anyone to say, yeah, um, you had a person in your house that got it, but it's a week later. Yeah, come on back to work. You're good. Yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm basically only four days removed from what I still consider to be one of my daughter's most symptomatic days. And they're like, ah, it'll be fine. Come back to work. Uh, okay. Even though by um, the letter of everything, I could still all of a sudden come down with it in the next week. Sure. But so far, though, I mean, I took the at-home test because I haven't really had symptoms. I've just had allergies and stuff, but I deal with that all, all the time. So it's like nothing outside of the ordinary for me. Um, I took the at-home test. I didn't. I was negative. And on the negative side, apparently those at-home tests are like rock solid. Like they don't really get false negatives on those. It's like 99% accurate on the negative side. Um, but they do have a little higher instance of false positives. But no, I, I tested, and then my wife and son both actually went and got the official tests, and uh, they both came up negative. So, oh, knock on wood, uh, out of the woods here. Yeah, uh, all, our, all our fingers and toes are crossed and, and hoping that everything stays uh, as it is and everyone continues to be asymptomatic and, and testing yeah. negative. And uh, it, it's hard to imagine with one person in the house that actually has it, but it, that's how crazy it is that it can, it, you uh, know, and they, it can be passed on or it might not be. Yeah. And they send you all this guidance about how to isolate the person away. And, I'm like, you know, that makes it really hard when it's a nine-year-old. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to like, we weren't going to be like, just lock my daughter in her room, you know? So we pretty much figured like, Hey, you know what? We get it. We get it. We're not going to, we, we, chances were pretty good. If we had it, we already had it. Not that we were going to get it from anything different, you know? Um, so we didn't, obviously we weren't walking around, you know, licking her doorknob and, you know, like, you know, hugging her a lot <laughs> or any of that, but we weren't uh, like shunning her either, you know? Like I completely get that. It, it, yeah, if it was my daughter, I, that, that I would not be throwing you know McDonald's yeah, it, bags be, in her yeah, room and I, running I, away. Yeah, that's like, what that's what happened that. last year when when they thought I had it when I had to go get tested. Yeah. That was last year in June. Yeah, I I had no problem being like sequestered away. You know, it, it didn't hurt my feelings, but you can't do that to a little kid. Yeah, it, it'd be tough. It'd be really tough. Yeah. So yeah, right. It's easier with adults. Like adults can understand it. They can manage it. They know it's not personal. I don't know if kids have that same capacity. Like all of a sudden it's like, you know, well, mommy and daddy aren't, you know, anywhere near me or they're making me eat in a different room. You know, that I, I so we didn't do that. Uh, we, 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 we were careful, you know, lots of, lots of hand washing showers, almost, you know, like every day for both of them. Um, you know, just making sure, you know, they went outside, they got dirty. Yep. Get in the shower right away. <laughs> you know, normally when you're a little, when you're seven or when you're nine, uh, I can remember it wasn't that way. It, it wasn't like every time you no. got like near dirt, you had to go in. But no, we tried to make sure we actually be home all four of us for a week and a half. Uh, a lot of house cleaning was getting done too. Right. So, 
just trying to keep every you're washing her blankets, washing her pillowcase, just trying to trying to do as best we can without making her feel like a pariah. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. Something that so many of us have have had to deal with. Unfortunately, it finally got to you guys. But uh, uh, again, just best best of wishes and and prayers yeah. up and hoping that uh, everything stays uh, uh, as as not serious as it has been. It, it, it has not been a serious case and, and it's not going to yep. become one. You said she's already feeling better. So, and, and yeah, already going back than, to school. Yes. Yeah, already back in school on Monday, you know? Um, so that, that's nice. I'm, I'm sure she, I know she's excited to, to get back to just, you know, to the today she was actually, she was out in the yard running around. It wasn't, you know, she was actually being like a normal kid, not like um, out of breath you know, after doing right. the, the most menial tasks. So I know we had talked about it a little bit real quickly because I said that it was kind of, this was like going kind of like through my kid's school, like kind of like wildfire through their grades. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, uh, my daughter's notification that we got from the school was the last one that we've gotten from either class, which means that we're, you know, a week and a half now where we were getting like one to two of them a day with these emails about kids. So, so maybe this little wave of whatever ran through the school real quick, um, making its way out. Certainly hope so. And that some of the numbers were, are starting to come down. I was seeing on the news. So yeah, this, well, yeah, it, it was like Wisconsin. We spiked really, we, we, we were like fine through most of August. And then we spiked obviously once college and schools and everything kind of started exactly. back up again. And once that all, Sort of, so we hit a number. You know, like we hit a number way higher than we had hit um, for the whole summer, and now that's starting to. So I'm thinking it must have just been, you know, it, it did its course, and now it's starting to. The numbers are starting to moderate again here, which is good. Yeah, it was the same spike that happened here in Tennessee at the end of August. Yeah. That's the only the only difference is they start school so much earlier down here in mm-hmm. the south for whatever reason. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, you had all these you had all this college football, you know. The, right. you know all that stuff kicked back in. All these kids were going back to school and you had these cases all kind of sort of just like rushed through. And uh, now it's been quiet again. So we're just hoping uh, that continues. And if there's anything for, for having it and having any kind of immunity, uh, you know, here's hoping for, for Trin that, you know, she's just, you know, she's more less susceptible to getting it again. Right. Uh, definitely some, some antibody uh, action going on there. My, my doctor was saying that it's, they don't know exactly how long it lasts, but it's, it's a good, good while. It's yeah. not forever, obviously. You know, some of these but NBA players acting nine, like it's forever. Yeah. Your body's used to fighting stuff off when you're nine. Mm-hmm. When you're old, like us, you got to watch out. Well, I'm, I'm just shaking my head at some of these NBA players that are, you know, they're not old like us. They're not, kids yeah but they're acting like well i i I had it and it was you know six seven months ago so i'm still good no idiot no it doesn't work like that Uh, all these guys trying to avoid the vaccine and coming up with these different reasons and religious exemptions and everything and um it's it's gonna come to a head like these the the nfl had their uh situation before the season began trying to get as many guys vaccinated as possible and the ones that want to comply or sort of, uh, you know, let, they let them know, here's, here's the rules. Here's what's going to happen. If there's a breakout because of you, we, we trace it back to you and you're not vaccinated. That's, you know, all on you and, yeah. and the team's going to forfeit and, and all of that. And the NBA is probably going to come up with some 
some drastic measures just like that. Actually, it's going to be where these cities that have indoor mandates that you have to be uh, vaccinated to be, you know, playing indoors. So guys like, uh, for instance, Kyrie Irving on the Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn having an indoor vaccination mandate, until he gets vaccinated, he's not going to be able to play home games. Like he's going to severely cripple his team by not being eligible to play just because he refuses to get this free vaccine that's safe. And it just doesn't make any sense. It will never make sense to me. I, I do not understand it. So, yeah, it's, it's still going on. It's, it's coming down a little bit, but it's, it's still. Uh, so hopefully we can finally, finally turn the corner uh, as, as 2022 approaches and, and get on with all of this. Two weeks, man, two weeks. It's all it takes. Uh, so yeah, week three in the NFL last week it was uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of stuff that happened. It was a lot of action. Um, I think the game that everyone talked about that stood out to everybody was of course the uh, Buccaneers and the Rams and Tommy going out to L.A. and uh, Matthew Stafford and, and the Rams showing them hey we're we're here we're we're the new kids as far as you know McVay and Stafford the, that. Union, the, they're in their honeymoon phase, that's for sure. You know, it's all lovey-dovey and everything's all good right now. And, of course, beating the defending champions and uh, looking good while doing it, that, that's going to be a big mark. Uh, makes me feel great, of course, uh, picking the Rams as my NFC champion. Uh, so I don't know stood out to, about that game to you, but, uh, I, you know, I like pretty much everything about it. I like the, the way the Rams – showed up and, and the way they fought back because Tampa Bay and, you know, Tommy, they're going to have their moments, but, uh, but the Rams stood up and, and punched them right back in the mouth. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, I mean, we, we both had the Rams in this one, so we didn't, uh, we, we, we didn't have any love for Tampa going into this spot here. Uh, you know, no Antonio Brown, little, little beat up in the secondary and, and it kind of showed Matthew Stafford. Uh, he went to work. Uh, he did a nice job against them, Tom Brady, in the second half. He, again, there was some Dak time going on in that game. I think the you could really see, um, you know, the Rams were obviously trying to get that pressure up front. They did get a few, uh, several sacks on Brady. It looks like, uh, what, one, two, three sacks I'm seeing um, for the day. So that was, you know, they were definitely getting the pressure. We talked about that, a team that can get pressure on Brady up the middle with four. Um always has a chance because that allows you to drop more guys into coverage and you know you don't give a quarterback you don't give any quarterback I don't care how good he is a a ample amount of time to throw the ball he becomes very human really quick Uh, and in the meantime while that was all going on uh, they completely bottled up the running game of Tampa too like they they weren't going to let Tampa they refused to allow them to, to run on them Tom Brady was the leading rusher which is but you're not you going to win about that, with Tom Brady as your leading rusher. If, yes, uh, if you have, if you look at any stat sheet and you see a Tampa Bay versus whoever, and you look, you don't look at the score and just look at that rushing stat. If you see Tom Brady was the leading rusher with 14 yards rushing, uh, just just put all your money on the fact that Tampa lost the game. <laughs> so yeah, and and and, and Stafford and and uh, McVeigh, they were they were every. You know, every bit of it. They didn't abandon the run. Uh, they didn't. They weren't overly productive in the running game. Obviously, Tampa's impossible virtually to to you know compile a lot of stats on in the running game. But 
because that offense of the Rams is all you know predicated on that play action, you got to at least pretend like you're going to run the football. And you know, obviously, play action doesn't work if every once in a while you don't actually just give the ball to the running back. So even though they weren't great gains that they were getting in the running game, you, they, they still ran it enough to keep Tampa honest enough that that play action could work. And uh, uh, Deshaun Jackson found the fountain of youth. He does that every two well, years. He has one a long route. bomb for a touchdown. <laughs> he does one yeah. route. You know, correct. Just go deep. <laughs> the fly route. I mean, you know, the, the go route, whatever you want to call it. That that's all Deshaun Jackson pretty much runs. And uh, they tried it at one point early in the game, and it didn't. And they missed on it. And then they went right back to it in the second half. And that was the one that sort of just that was the I guess you want to say the the dagger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really pointed out, I think, the, the big crippling effect on Tampa Bay right now, which is their back end, their secondary beat up, and uh, Matthew Stafford exploited it greatly with Deshaun Jackson, with Cooper Cup, with Tyler Higbee even. Like, uh, that's all they did. Uh, you pointed it out. They all, all they did was run uh, enough to fool Tampa Bay into thinking that they might be committed to running so that they could set up play action. And, right. and Stafford just kept burning them over and over again and uh, had a, a huge day. But, yeah, you've got to look at the uh, the Tampa Bay injuries in their secondary. Uh, Bucks are, are, are beat up. There's no doubt about it. And then the Rams took advantage of that. You know, you can only play who's in front of you. Uh, no excuses. Uh, but definitely it's not the same Buccaneers defense that we saw last year. Uh, obviously, that took them all the way to the championship. They, they've – uh, staggered a little bit. They, they've stuttered. Um, and until they fix that, um, it, it's definitely a, a different team. Uh, and Brady tried, like I said, to uh, hang in there and bring the uh, the Bucks back. But, yeah, they were beating them up a little bit. Uh, they were making them, you know, as we talk about, they're making them rush a little bit. He doesn't like to, to be rushed. No quarterback really does. But, uh and he, you know, like you said, he had to break the the pocket and do a little running just to escape some of that pressure, and he winds up the leading rusher on the day for Tampa Bay, which is definitely not what you That's, want to see. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that, you take out Tom Brady's uh, three scrambles, and they ran for 21 yards outside of Tom Brady. That's not, not going to get it done. Um, no, so I, no. I was – I was through for for the effort for the for the Rams. Yeah, and you think back to last year because we talk about this historic run and this great defense of Tampa. They didn't really come together and go on that run until about three quarters of the way through, when they had just they seemed to just kind of figure it all out, and then they just went yeah. on that tear through the playoffs. So yeah, it's week three, so I'm not going to be like you know I'm not. This is not my radar. It's like, oh, watch out with that Tampa defense. It's, it's trash, or it's, it's not going to be what it was. You see in this, again, after three weeks, there's some teams that were really good on defense last year, like Washington. Washington's been brutal on defense. Mm-hmm. Tampa's back in looks really bad. It, it's, it's the longest season ever. <laughs> in this spot, though, with this matchup, with those injuries, yeah, the, I think that's why we were both on the Rams. I think we were kind of hoping to kind of catch the other one sleeping and have, you know, that that felt like one of those picks where we both thought we like were the smartest guy, and then we were like, "Oh damn it, he had that." Ah, he had it too. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and it looked, you know, close. It was only fourteen seven at the half. So, 
Uh, yeah, they literally the came out of halftime. Yeah. 75 <laughs> yards. Deshaun bomb. bomb. And that was, yeah, and it was over. That, that was pretty yep. much ball game at that point. Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay got it close on the next drive. And then, you know, another touchdown. You go, yeah, it just it started to get out of hand. And then even that last touchdown that, that they got for Tampa Bay was that was that, was that time. That's all it was. They were, that defense yeah, it was, wasn't playing at the same intensity, you know, at 34-17 as they were, you know, when it was like crunch time. Now Tampa answered that first uh, touchdown in the third quarter, so it was, it was a roller it coaster. It looked like it was going to be, you know, back and forth, break out the circus music, but uh, Tampa could not get to Stafford. The that, the right. pressure could not get to Matt Stafford and, and make him uh, rush and, and do anything he didn't want to do, and the pressure did get to, to Brady eventually, and that made the difference. Um, and, and Stafford not having any pressure and exploiting the uh, the back end after Jamel Dean gets hurt. You already had John Murphy Bunding hurt. Um, yeah, it, it got ugly uh, quickly after that. So, yeah. But, but it's, it's only one game, but uh, Tampa looked like they have some, some real issues to try to figure out, and they're going to come right back this week and, and try to figure them out in this game tomorrow night. I don't know if you've heard, but there's a pretty big game tomorrow night in New England. I, I heard about that, yeah. Oh, and it's on Sunday night, so – Oh, yeah, it's gonna be man. Get those get get the hip boots on. It's gonna get deep. <laughs> yeah. Even the promos for it last Sunday night were nauseating. Right, the, the week before they were already hyping it. It's like the, oh. the return. It's like was this is he Jesus? Yes. Haven't you heard? Come on. Oh man. So there was another game on the calendar last week that we both thought we were going to be the smartest guy in the room on. And I think we were both kind of mad at each other because we each kind of aped each other's pick um, to switch gears here a little bit. Not the way you think I'm going here, but uh, we both had the lions uh, to cover that number at home against Baltimore. And they dang near won that thing. Like, and that was just so Ravens, wasn't it? (laughs) It sure was. Oh my gosh. They tried to lose that game so hard. They They really uh, and, and then, uh, Hollywood and then Brown could refused to catch touchdowns. <laughs> refused. Just, Several of them. Dropped everything. He had two touchdowns. And then uh, I'm with Dan Campbell. When I was watching that, I watched that. I was on Red Zone. I was like, glory. It was the one good thing about being home last Sunday was I had the Red Zone on my home TV for the whole day. And I'm watching the end of that game. And, oh, man, that was they totally blew that uh, delay a delay. game call. Oh man, that was painfully late, and they allowed that to go on. And yeah, that that should have taken them back to five yards, and uh, that should that should have been it, you yep. know. And then Justin Tucker bangs that sixty-six yarder off the crossbar and over, and just you know, sort of that miraculous finish. But you can't, you, man. Baltimore, all those players. They, should, they collected those game checks with a mask and a gun because they that was totally just stole that win. Awful. Totally. They need to thank the referees on the way out. They need to give them a cut. Yeah. Slip them some something on the side for for looking down and looking up at the clock and looking back down and then looking back up. Yeah, they they really went through all the mechanics of you're supposed to call those delay of games and 
I don't care what you what you say about the mechanics. That is not how it's supposed to go. You're not supposed to let another two seconds go after the clock hits zero, sitting there wondering, did the clock hit zero and has the ball been snapped yet? It's supposed to be a, a lot quicker By than that. By the way that. they I, say they're supposed to be doing is that back judge is watching the double zero, and as soon as he sees the double zero, he looks down at the ball, and if the ball's not snapped, he throws the flag. It's supposed to be like that, but – Two seconds and, isn't supposed to pass yeah. in that in that time period. When you, he must have had like something in his eye and was just blinking and trying to get in between looking at the zero I and looking at the ball because he never made he's it. He's like, no way, I'm throwing this flag at the end of this. <laughs> you know, no way am I right? I'm not going to be that guy. But it was, yeah, I, I'm with the Lions on this one. It's a joke franchise, but you know, they're trying. Are they? They might be the tryhards now. Uh, you remember we were talking about the Giants, where the, they were the tryhard team. I think the I think the Lions this year might just be that tryhard team because because they're they're really trying. I'll give them credit; they haven't quit. They're not hashtag full of quit. Um, they're bad. I hope, but well, they haven't quit after three games. Wait, we had a team a few years. Remember that when we had that? Was that the Eagles? I had that one year who quit before the season even started and, was, and nailed it. Where we actually had a mail it in team before the season even started. Yeah. No, so but yeah, but, but that, well, that was uh, another one that annoyed me because I was just for sure we were going to be against each other on that one. No, oh yeah, because I had the the Ravens to, for the big upset in Kansas City the week before, and yeah, you know, I'm sure you did think, oh yeah, Ravens all the way, they're going to go, you know, undefeated the rest of the year. No, that, no. this is how the Ravens do things. Unfortunately, yeah, this is more been what for... <laughs> we've been doing this long enough. No, mm-hmm. you get the Ravens come off a big emotional. Uh, primetime win like that, they're going to do this, exactly this, and should have lost that game. Yeah, they deserve that again because that's exactly what they did. They did not play the way they're supposed to. They And, and again, the Hollywood Brown had so many touchdowns to, that would have covered the number if you had caught just mm-hmm. one of them. And that's what the Ravens do. They find a way. They just they find a way to pull those those games out and really should have pull, uh, pulled a whole loss out, should have pulled an L for the entire game straight up uh, from that situation, not for Justin Tucker and the, and the golden leg of, of God there. Um, but, yeah, uh, the whole point of Dan Campbell and, and the ankle biters and the knee biters and all that crap that he was talking about in the preseason is that the, the effort's going to be there. If they have nothing else in Detroit all year, uh, because of the ankle biter uh, coach there, they're going to have the effort. So that, yeah, that, that's that's the new tryhard team, and that's what they want to be. That's that's what they set out to be. Because of their meathead coach, and, and that's why I kind of yeah. laugh at them. But but they well, but they covered. You know, yeah, that's true. It would have won your money if you had money on it. But you got mm-hmm. also got to think they're looking up at the Packers, the Vikings. It's debatable if they're looking up at the Bears, um, yeah. but. This is a, the, the Lions aren't going to the playoffs, right? So what do you what is this? This is one of those like kind of culture building years, right? You got to start to you're not going to win many games, but at least don't get embarrassed, right? Don't don't just go out there and be a laughing stock. And I'll give them credit that that's a vastly superior team that they played, and uh, they took them to the wire. So hey, good for those guys. Uh, so now give uh, time to give credit to the the man Justin Tucker, sixty six. Yards, NFL record, NFL record to win the game off the crossbar, and 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 of course uh, we both know what we refer to in our minds when we saw it. 
Bill's bar and fall forward and go in because way back in the day when we were kids, we noticed something about a certain Duke basketball player that really oh, liked the, to hit Oh, was that the Ala Oop? Yeah, he really liked to hit the front of the rim and bounce his free uh-huh. throws in forward. And don't know how he did yeah. that, but yeah, uh, shout out to Ala Abdul Nabi wherever he is. Yeah. He's actually like a college, uh, not a college, front but of the, a color. Front of the rim, somewhere. backboard, and in every time. Which, with the most consistency you could ever believe. It seemed like every time we watched a yeah. game, he was hitting every free throw in that fashion. He took that to the pros, too. Was that was, uh, Portland? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Portland Trailblazer. The Ala Oop. That, that field goal was the Ala Oop. Probably the only cool. time we've uh, – we might be the only people who have ever actually given a free throw a nickname. <laughs> Something we coined, God, 30-some years ago. The Ala Oop. So, unbelievable kick. The, the, you know, we don't have too much Hall of Fame talk around here because we make fun of the Hall of Fame and all of its silly rules. But uh, yeah. that's a motherfucking Hall of Famer right there, Justin Tucker. That's, there's a, uh, a yeah. place kicker in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's, he's, he's, he's going to be it. Uh, you know, him mind, and that, was the, that was on the same day that Matt Prater tried the 69-yard field goal <laughs> and ended up being a touchdown. Ended up being a touchdown going the other way. So he had a 109-yard touchdown play and a 66-yard field goal. Uh, would have been even better if they were in the same game. <laughs> well, that would have uh, broken crazy, every special team's yeah, coach's just, brain just if that was in the same crazy game. Crazy plays. But uh, we've, we've managed to make it 29 minutes into the show. I just have I to ask you one. Say, man. I just got to ask I, you one question. I ain't got nothing to say how, about it. How's that Kool-Aid tasting, man? But, but, um, a little sour. Uh, just, just a bit. <laughs> a little sour apple? <laughs> or is that sour grape? I, I don't... <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to say. I don't uh, even look. What was I know Danielle Sargent knows what to say. Uh, <laughs> that's about the only uh, person yeah. who knows what to say. Uh, well, good. I'm sure I'm glad somebody knows what to say because I sure the hell. Do. Welcome to the game, seventy-two, seventy-one. I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> Public service announcement for Justin Fields. I do have this to say to directly to Fields if you're listening. Young man, your your coaches uh, and your your front office, your GM, uh, they're not going to be around much longer. So uh, right, keep keep your head up. Um, it's, Don't it's get one, hurt. It's one game. It's a it's a hell of a terrible debut, but it's going to be a story you get to tell your your children and your grandchildren about someday. Uh, this is not going to last forever. This too shall pass. Your uh, your franchise had a coach that that once said that uh, the coach. Um, it, it's just one of those, just one of those things. It's one game. Um, but in the future, just a little free advice. You, you, you might want to run away from miles Garrett. He's, he's kind yeah, of he's, fast. I heard he's good. <sighs> um, now, so, and do you put that on fields? Uh, some people I, I know do. that people in the media, especially that Chicago media, they, they're just done. They, they're, they're at the point now with Matt Nagy that you were at last year before mm-hmm. the smoke and mirrors uh, finished to get into oh, the playoffs. We all knew please. it was fake. Complete. Uh, we all knew it was fake. Uh, but how do you pass for 68 yards and end up with a net of one? That's really difficult to do. I and mean, you took 67 yards in sacks. Think about that. So, I can't That's say... That's a Justin Tucker field goal. Justin Sacks. I can't say that it's all on Nagy as much as I'm through with, with Nagy. Yeah, I've been with him and Peyton. Now I'm done. Uh, 
for 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 a long time now. Um, that's not all on him, and it's not all on Fields. It might be a, a you know sound like a cop out answer, but it's both of them uh, because one of the reasons I picked Chicago in that game was specifically because Justin Fields had the athletic ability to get away from all those guys coming at him, and he didn't do it. Now it's his first NFL start, so. Of yep. course, it's understandable that he didn't quite know how to get away, what to do. You know, it's because that, everybody that, was coming for him. It wasn't just Miles; it was it was everybody. It, no, yeah, that the, was nine. That was nine sacks. The, the Chicago uh, O line has has been lacking, and everybody knows that. Um, so, yes, it's on. It's it's partly on fields for not using his athleticism uh, and getting away. But it's got to be part of coaching as well for not designing something, anything, to get him in a better position to to. You're not going to win the game, but get him in a better position to survive because he looked like yeah, you know, an eighth grader out there trying to play in the NFL. He had no chance, and it was, it was so. I'm so glad I wasn't watching live uh, because Ooh, it would have been bad. I, I would have been brutal. throwing things at the television and um, and. Just the fact that Cleveland, you know, not that far removed from being their own joke of a franchise, that Cleveland had such disrespect for that Bears offense early in that game. Cleveland was so arrogant with the ball. They just kept going for it on fourth downs at, like, midfield, and the Bears kept stopping them. So, basically, the Bears keep getting all this, like, prime field position. And it was just time after time after time, and they got, all they got out of that was three points. Sixty-eight yards the, passing is the, the, the Browns had such a zero joke. respect for that. And I'm not talking a lot about Cleveland because they didn't really have to do much in this game, other than just sack the hell out of Justin Fields. <laughs> uh, you know that if you think you learned anything about Cleveland in this game, you didn't. I had Cleveland in this game. Um, I didn't know it was going to be that. That that was just that was one of the ugliest yeah. games you could ever imagine. Yeah, I mean we we joke about that Colin Kaepernick start that he had in Chicago. I believe that was the Matt Barkley game. Mm-hmm. You know where he ended up with like negative net yards passing before they finally yanked him in the uh, fourth quarter. Because that was like that's you know we're, that this that Justin Fields start that's that's all time. That's up there with some of those Andy Dalton Thursday night starts ah. and that Kaepernick start. I mean, you can't have your your first NFL start one net yard passing. Any, Six completions. Six completions. Any offensive guru coach has their quarterback in better position than the, that. The guy you wanted. This is the guy you wanted. You, your, your guy is getting destroyed out there. You're not rolling them out of the pocket. You're not throwing screens. I mean, you're not using the rush against them at all. You had they they literally had nothing against Cleveland. They ran the exact same off. If that was Andy Dalton, same result, maybe worse. Probably worse, yeah. Yeah, if that so was Andy that's Dalton, why I still had Justin Fields in the game because they probably would have murdered Dalton. Yeah, Dalton wouldn't have got up after but the again, fourth or fifth one. I I believe I have just been saying since week one. Why is he even? If you are, if he's a project, why isn't Nick Foles starting this game? Why are you letting this kid go out there and get sat on by Miles Garrett? 
Because they have no plan, because they have no clue. <laughs> That's why. You you would be uh, correct on that one. God. I I don't I was like I I was watching the uh, the highlights come come across you know in the uh, afternoon oh, between games bad. and I'm like what what was what why did they even go out there why did they play the game if that's what they were gonna do why but again yeah. I, I'll say Fields at some point has to realize son you're on an island you have no backup. You need yeah. to take uh, control of the situation and do better for yourself, just for yourself, just for your own stats or your yeah, own I, I liked uh, peace the, of mind. I liked the joke tweets that were all being put out this weekend that said uh, Mitch Trubisky took that Matt Nagy offense to the playoffs twice. He's the GOAT. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, I actually got to chuckle a lot. You look at that. I kept seeing that tweet. Hey, hey! Yeah, I kept. Yeah. I, I'm not the one who posted that, but I kept seeing variations of that all week that people were realizing, like, wait a minute, Trubisky got this team to the playoffs twice. Might be the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, and for those who watched the Bears games with Trubisky, he had some games where he looked like he was going to be that damn good. Like yeah. he had some games where he was awesome looking. He never, yeah. and he had some games where he looked like that too. So that's you know that's why he got ran out of town. Um, but the point is, you take this kid Fields now, who's supposed to be, you know, the better version of Trubisky, and and yeah. that's what you that and that's the Bears. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, we tried to warn. Uh, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, uh, we tried to warn our caller last week about Lou? Uh, this Lou in Jersey. We were trying to warn him about what was going to happen in Denver, and. I, what I just don't understand is expectations oh. that he expected the Jets to be better than this. Why? They, Why they managed. The Jets to be they managed exactly goose. They, they they put up the goose. A squadoosh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not even participation trophy time. That that was really awful. Awful play from the Jets. Uh, they're going to be drafting really high again. I know that. They're bad. <laughs> and as we discussed, uh, with those next few years of high draft picks, maybe they can get some other players to surround yeah. uh, poor Zach and, and give him some help. Because right now he has he might be terrible, but we don't know because he has nobody around him. Kind of like Fields, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, well, Denver got to him five there. times. So, so Denver did sack him five times. Uh, he, now, Zach Wilson did manage 19 completions, but he threw two picks, um, which has also been uh, a like problem. To have completions to the team with the other colors on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, catchable ball. Best thing I can say about him. And Denver, again, if you think you learned anything about Denver – uh, you didn't because that was Denver's defense basically just taking complete advantage of a an, of an inept offense and uh, turning them over, getting a lot of punts, and then you know a, a semi competent offense is going to be able to uh, produce in that type of situation. So yeah, twenty six to zero. Ouch. Yeah, congrats to the Broncos and the Panthers for doing what they're supposed to do, and now. Yeah. Uh, their schedules start to feature actual NFL teams. So we'll see uh, how they handle that. Cause it's so far it hasn't. 
Right. Yeah, Carolina, because that was the Thursday night game last week. But, yeah, the undefeated, uh, undefeated Panthers, undefeated Broncos. And, yeah, if, are they beating some cream puffs? Yeah, I mean, Carolina has a quality win. They beat the Saints. Um, but Denver now, you know, Denver's sitting there, you know, beating their chest to 3-0. and uh, You still play in a division with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Well, Speaking of the Chargers and the Chiefs, 437 yards of offense. That was a sunning. A sunning, remember? You you, you called um, the sunning. I did, and I was I was dead wrong on that. We've got some geniusness uh, last week. We're both uh, 11 and 5 against the spread, which is damn yeah. good. But yeah. we, we, we had some clunkers among those five, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, we managed to uh, – I predicted that we would go 4-4 four and four into the – into the weekend, and we sure did. Oh man, I meant to. I meant to look up uh, and get a, a, the Bill Alfonso sounder right down the middle, Dad. Right, I, I don't down the middle. Exactly. Where, yeah, no. Uh, I I don't know if I expected the Chargers to win. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I that thought, was I, I thought they'd put up a fight, but you know, yeah, I I think we're in for a lot of this over the next decade. What do you think? Uh, Bryson Brooklyn thought that last year, so apparently he, he was did. way ahead of the curve on that. He had already he 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 went full he went full Denny Green. I mean, he crowned him. <laughs> I mean, he he was on. I gotta say, he was on Justin Herbert being you know before it was cool you know so hipster uh, you know hipster hipster Bryce nailing the Herbert <laughs> love, but also <laughs> doing it. They come from behind. They do it in the fourth quarter. And Kansas City, I don't know what that was because they were just in the first half of that game. They were just turnover machines. Right. That that's what killed them. Four turnovers, like 437 yards of offense, is is typical uh, Chiefs output. Yeah. They didn't. Uh, that 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 was the Chiefs. That was just uh, the Chiefs trying to the fight and, and battle turning it over to the other team so many times. Like you're not going to, no matter how many yards of offense you get, you're you're probably going to lose the game when you give it away four times to the other team. Yeah. So. No, and I give this is where I give the Chargers credit is Kansas City does this all the time. They they get down, they they look like crap in the first half. I mean, you know, it's fourteen three at halftime that the Chargers are up, and you you just know it's coming, right? You know that it's like up, oh, got them right where they want them, and sure enough, the Chiefs come back, they take the lead, and the Chargers didn't they didn't wilt, and a lot of teams mm-hmm. have. And so that's where I, I give him a lot of credit. And, and, and Justin Herbert just kept making big throw after big throw. Um, yeah, he, he definitely has a connection with Mike Williams, that, that number two receiver, because, you know, Keenan Allen's the obvious, his go-to guy. Uh, like, if it's third down, he, he just he's looking for Keenan Allen. And more often than not, Keenan Allen's open, which is shocking. Uh, you know, not a guy who gets a lot of, you know, publicity with, with a receiver-heavy league. You know, you hear about all the guys like, you know, Diggs and, Hopkins and the guys in Tennessee, both are out this week, but you know, those guys, and then nobody really talks a lot about about Keenan Allen. As you know, that's partially where he plays. And yeah, uh, I know he's playing out there on the left coast. If he was in New York, they'd be talking him up all the time. No, he's, he's just a professional receiver, man. I'm a longtime fan of Keenan Allen. And my, but Mike Williams was coming up big in that game too. So if, you know, Herbert's got, and Herbert seems like he might be one of those quarterbacks who, gets mileage out of just guys, you know? I think he's got that. Like, Mahomes has got it, and Rodgers has got it. I'm not saying that 
Herbert's at that level yet, but he feels like he might be that kind of quarterback when you start seeing guys on the stat sheet like, who? You know. I, and I think it's easier today more now than ever to, to be a quarterback like that because I even saw a little bit of that out of uh, Burrow uh, watching the Bengals. Like, he was putting some balls. That's the Thursday Wait, night. Are you talking game, about Thursday uh, night? Yeah. I, 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 you watched just, that game? I didn't watch I, a minute I, of that game. I, I cussed you out on text for making me uh, yeah. wanting to watch that game because you went against me. So I'm like, oh, fuck, now i got to watch this game. All I know is um, it was 14 nothing Jaguars, like, in a heartbeat. And then, and of yeah. course, Cincinnati comes back and wins. So I'm pissed off because I'm like, you know what? The Bengals are not good enough yet to show up and think they're going to win. And I kind of got that vibe. Like, like the Bengals overlooked a team, and they're not good enough to overlook a team yet but they're just barely good enough, and the Jaguars are bad enough that Cincinnati could come back and win that game. Yeah, they're good enough to come back on the Jaguars. That, that's not yeah, really saying the Jaguars much. are good enough to yak up a lead. Exactly. Uh, so. But just in that game, you know, I'm, I know I'm talking about a week four game, but it's okay. when, because we, you talked about – right, but you talked about a quarterback good enough to uh, make – you know, stars and, and receptions out of guys that you have no idea who they are. And I saw a little bit of that in Burrow on that Thursday night game because that's the difference. That's why the Bengals were able to come back and win because as that game went on in the second half, Burrow was making putting the ball in a place where Joe Blow could bring it in. It, it's right there. It's like a, you know, perfectly laid in ball. And there's more guys like that now than ever before. And it's easy, it, it's not easy, but it's easier yeah. now than ever before because of the rules and because of the uh, offensive innovations of the game, the, the formations and, and the way guys are able to get free and get, um, it, you can get, you can have quarterbacks. You have so many quarterbacks now in the league uh, that can do that. That can just look, you know, make anyone look like a competent receiver because they have the ability to put that ball right where it needs to be. And that was the difference between Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence doesn't know how to do that yet. Uh, he was not putting the ball where his guys needed uh, in order to, to make plays and, and keep that lead, and that's what made the difference as far as losing that game. But they were still able to cover for me, so I'm happy about that. Right. But, yeah, Burrow and Herbert are definitely two examples of, uh, of guys that are uh, exactly what you're talking about, that they can just put the ball out there and let whoever, what fourth, fifth receiver, whoever you are, go out there and, and turn your head, and the ball's going to be right there and – uh, unless you're Hollywood Brown, you're you're not going to just drop it and leave it all on the field. So where I'm kicking myself now talking about Cincinnati was I even went to my Cincinnati corollary and then crapped all over it and took the Steelers anyways. Oh. And ooh, uh, I, yeah. I hope Bryson Brooklyn – is it Bryson Brooklyn? He needs a wellness check because – We haven't heard from him in a while. <laughs> we haven't heard from him. We haven't heard from him. And – uh the way the Steelers I don't are playing, they're not going to hear from him. I, 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 I don't want to call him out as being a front runner, but he tends to call into the show when the Steelers are doing good, and then when the Steelers hit the big bumps in the road, uh, he kind of disappears for a while. Uh, kind of radio silence uh, out of Bryce. Uh, yeah. hey, Dave, look, so, uh, when you're that passionate of a fan and your team yeah, is doing I know. this. They take it hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's difficult to watch, and it's difficult to, to call in and, and raise your, rear your ugly head. It's just – because you know what are you going to say? You're, you're going to call in. If, if you do call in in that state, you're going to be you're going to sound like Lou in, in Jersey, and you're just going to be you know cussing out your team and talking about you know God, they suck. They're just those, terrible. Expect, those big expectations for the Jets, <laughs> right? <this year. laughs> um, no, you know we, we love yeah. Lou, but you don't want to you don't want to sound like Lou. Uh, no, 
no. And, and, and statistically, Pittsburgh, they were all over the field. Uh, they, you know, Najee Harris ran for 100 yards. They did everything they were supposed to do. Ben threw for 300. But they, they still end up taking the L in that game. And it wasn't even like it was really close. I mean, that that, that thing got out of hand. Roethlisberger throws two picks. Um just not a pretty, not a pretty game at all for the Steelers, and uh, I just wonder if there's time for them to to, to kind of get this thing turned around because you now have uh, the Bengals at three and one, the Ravens, and the Browns. Oof! I wasn't high on Pittsburgh before the season started. I haven't seen anything to convince me otherwise yet. Yeah, me neither. And the the stat sheet kind of told the story in that one since I didn't watch of yeah. Steelers Bengals, but on one side of the ball, the vaunted Pittsburgh pressure and and they used to be Blitzburg. They pressured Joe Burrow once. That's all. Yeah. One time. No TJ Watt, no TJ Watt I believe in that game either. That's right. He did not play and and as a result they were not able to generate any pressure at all on Joe yeah. Burrow. You can't beat any quarterback, I don't think, unless you know maybe Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson. But you're not gonna, or Justin Fields apparently. But you're gonna have a hard time beating any quarterback that you pressure one time in the entire game. So that's on that side of the ball, and on the other side, 58 Ben throws uh, yeah. to 18 for for Burrow. 58 throws. I thought they were fixing the offense. I thought they were. Oh wait a minute! Really... I take that back. I was looking at the wrong stat. Najee Harris, 100 yards receiving. Right, he didn't run very much. They didn't either. run the yeah. So no, but this is the, hasn't this always sort of been the Steelers' problem? Is they get too throw heavy? But they sweep out the the coaching staff and bring in a new guy and, and Matt Canada and yeah. and what's his response this week in the media? Uh, we we like the direction we're going. We're going to keep things the same. What? What? <laughs> talking about? We like running for forty five yards every game. Oh. We, we like our 39-year-old quarterback throwing 58 times. What the hell are you talking about? I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't get it. I that, just don't get it. Yeah, that, that's, that's not going to get it done. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and the Chiefs, I, I had some more thoughts on them. Uh, I know we got off of that a little bit, but just yeah. because it's such an important game in, in you know as far as me thinking that they were going to – go one way and, and uh, sweep off the, the Ravens loss and, and rise up and say, okay, we, we're, we're going to get back on track and do what we got to do. And we, we know we got a tough opponent that wants to step up and be in our position and we got to smack them down. We got to say, son, you're not in our league yet. And, and they yeah. do the exact opposite. They let them stick around and they wind up uh, giving up the game uh, to the chargers. Uh, so three drives on the verge, uh, you know, of scoring, end up in turnovers, as you, as you referenced before. Yeah. Uh, but what, what is that? Is that focus? Is that uh, – they have to know, the Chiefs and Andy Reid, that their defense isn't good enough to survive that. You have to know you, – you, you have to realize what happened on that Sunday night game that I watched down in, in Cancun against Baltimore where you have the Ravens beat and you do the unthinkable. You allow Lamar Jackson to lead a comeback victory, which I – don't know if I ever thought uh, that would happen, but you have to know that your defense is, is you know, fair to poor uh, this year, and you, you can't give up drives and, and have drives end in turnovers 
Pat Mahomes is is clearly not 100 right now. I don't think that's the injuries because he doesn't seem to be limping around out there. Not like you know Carson Wentz, which was uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but but he's he's not there. I don't know if it's, it's focus or, or being hurt or not, but he's not quite there yet. And they they just got to do better, especially uh, early in games. I don't know if they're bored already. Uh, I don't. But well, you know, is there a hangover? You know. Lost the Super Bowl. You, know, you always have that, that Super Bowl losers thing. That that does creep mm-hmm. up sometimes. We've talked about how bored they, they look early. And like they, they're that team that just thinks that we can turn it on. Just like we said, they get down at halftime. Boom, touchdown, touchdown. Wow, hey, look at that. We're back in the lead. We got these guys down. We're the champs. And, oh, oh, didn't quite go according to the script. Somebody forgot to tell the Chargers that was the script. Because it was going exactly the way you thought it would, and I was like, "Oh man, here we go!" You know, now the Chiefs are one score away from covering this thing, and I'm going to take the L here. And uh, yeah, just Justin Herbert, I give I give him full credit because he just kept making third down throw after third down throw, and their their coach uh, kept going for it, like on, in, in really tough spots on fourth downs late in the day. Like they were not playing for ties. Or any, they were playing to win that game on the road, and and it all came up, you know, it all came up roses for him. So you get all the credit when you hello, kind of moves. Yeah. you play to win the game. You get all the credit when those moves work out for you, and you're a genius. But just watch out because that, that's uh, that can go the other way pretty quick if you can't come up and make those plays. They had some yeah, questionable. They had some questionable. Be Riverboat Ron Go the other the way. Char- the Chargers with some real questionable clock management at the end of that game. Um, like, you know, looked like a team that was going to beat the AFC champs, but didn't quite know how to do it, right? Like, we're good enough to beat these guys, but we just don't have the experience because they, they kind of tried not to win that game late, but it all came out. It all worked out for them. Yeah, and that that was my takeaway. And you know, not that I watched the game, but just watching the highlights. Like, if you're the Chiefs, you you got to tighten things up because just for well, one reason only is you got to know that your defense is, is lagging at least for now. Uh, maybe they'll they'll turn it around in the second half, but uh, right now, yeah. uh, you you got to you got to do better. You you have nobody. To, yeah, you don't expect the Chiefs losing. to be one and two. Uh, uh, no, right. First time uh, Mahomes has had a losing record uh, in the NFL. Not, not that I think they're going to finish in last place, but that, that's where they're sitting right now. Uh, one game I watched uh, over the weekend was uh, the Colts came to Nashville and played the Titans. And, you know, Carson Wentz and Ryan Tannehill were both very shaky, actually, in that game. It wasn't just Wentz, but uh, – Titan, the, the Titans win and, and covered as one of our 11 wins because uh, they got a surprising pass rush that made the difference, uh, which was easier to do because Wentz can't run yeah, no, at all. Went, he cannot went, move. Right. They only Dude get two was sacks limping on the, before yeah. the game, during the game, and after the game. It, yeah. was, it was terrible. Right. In this, in this day and age, you can't do that. You can't be Dan Marino back there. And Carson Wentz is no Dan Marino. Um, <laughs> you you know, Dan Marino is back, no like, back there playing out on blown out Achilles. Remember that? Right. After, you oh, know, yeah. it, it didn't matter because you knew where he was going to be. But by, before you, you know, before you got to him, the ball was gone. Yep. That, that can. Yeah. 
Carson Wentz is no Dan Marino. So I, there's Man. not many quarterbacks in this NFL who can just stand in one spot and uh, and produce. <laughs> it, 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 like Justin Fields, a good example. Oh. Sorry. But you drafted him twist because the, he – Just, just twisting the move. knife. Yeah, he can. He didn't. Not, not last week, but – His move was to. to the turf. That was his move. <laughs> move was three <laughs> steps to the right and dropped. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was like some mortal uh, – Finish him. <laughs> Fatality. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's pretty much what that was. Uh, you no, know, you know, the, the the Colts actually hung around, hung around in that game. That was a questionable cover for the majority of that game. Um, right. But, you know, Derrick Henry, he, he did some work. Uh, he did his usual. They, they fed him, and he produced. Right. Henry Just did what he, what he was supposed to do, and it was not not very good early. So that that's pretty much why the Colts hung around. Yeah. Uh, but I, I could not believe that they – had went to whatever their backup plan was, they decided that was best. Like Frank Reich looked at Carson Wentz jumping yeah. around and said, "That's our best chance to win." It's like, oh, you know, really? Tennessee hasn't been overly impressive so far. I mean, that, that Tennessee could win nine games, I figure, and win that division. That division is trash. <laughs> oh, those Jags! Uh, what you think of that Sunday night game? That was—I'll tell you what—it was fun. It was definitely fun. Definitely entertaining. And definitely predictable uh, at the end, where the uh, Garoppolo Man. leads the uh, the drive to get the the 49ers the lead, leaves 37 seconds on the clock. 37 like, yep. seconds, and Aaron Rodgers goes full Matt Ryan and gets him down <laughs> into field goal range. No timeouts. Keeps just keeps finding Devontae Adams deep in the middle, uh, deep I, near the sideline yeah. uh, at the 34, and they spike it to give. Uh, Mason Crosby the 51 yarder uh, for the win like that was so predictable um, it, it didn't matter for our purposes because the Niners uh, took the lead by one and they were three point favorites so they weren't going to cover anyway uh, but the fact that Rodgers led that drive to get the victory uh, not surprising uh, that, that's about all I can say was yeah I just watched it with my head nodding as a Bears fan but it's like yeah this, this is familiar this, I, I've seen this before <laughs> Seen this no, movie. what you usually what, what Rodgers would have done to the Bears was find the guy streaking up the seam who was uncovered, <laughs> right? On fourth down, <laughs> you wouldn't have needed thirty-seven seconds either. Pretty, pretty much would have been like the first or second play would have been like, oh look, somebody's right. running fifty yeah. yards downfield yeah. and nobody. Rodgers just takes a snap at the twenty-five and it's the old Joe Montana slant. You can't use Joe Montana football slant pattern. It was unstoppable. It was a touchdown on every play. If you ever had the Sega Genesis, that was literally a touchdown on every single play. Pretty much. Just threw a quick, just threw a quick slant, and it would always go to the house. I don't know why it was. It was like a bug in the game. That was one of the games if you were playing against your friends. You're like, you can't, you can't run that play. Or you can only run that play like once a game. It, yeah, that, that's the cheater <laughs> mode. That was the super right. secret turbo play. You couldn't <laughs> do it. But no, I remember I'm sitting on the couch watching it with my wife. And, you know, they're, they're deep, 37 seconds, no timeouts. So I'm like, there's plenty of time for them to work the middle. And the, and, and the, and the 49ers just kept letting them work the middle. Yeah, that was uh, stunning. Like, you keep dropping a linebacker, you know, 20 yards deep as if he's going to be able to keep up with uh, Devontae Adams. Like, you, that's not going right. to work. 
Yeah. That might work with a not... worse quarterback. With, with yeah. Roger, Rogers and and Adams are like a premier combination. Yeah. Uh, they're they're playing on such a level with you know with each other. Like they are in tune. Uh, Adams is, is has elevated himself in the last couple of years in my eyes to be one of the top you know two or three receivers in football you know where julio jones stepped back out of that i think Devontae adams is now uh, officially stepped in and yeah that to leave those two guys that much time um man i, I don't know if there's a way for the niners to have dragged that out and maybe not you know left less time but you know you you, you take the touchdown when you can and uh you, you your defense at some point has to, to come better than that. That that's that was that was not a good decision coverage wise by the Forty ers No, and, and you know you'd think that the odds are pretty well in their favor for for the majority of that, um, and to have that turn turn as quick as that did at the end was was pretty uh, pretty shocking. Not shocking uh, if you not shocking from the standpoint of you know watching Aaron Rodgers work but just shocking from the fact that they let it happen. So the drive for the uh, Niners to take that lead was, uh, was a very small amount of time as well, because that was green Bay getting uh, their uh, going up 27, 21 uh, with a field goal. And that was two thirty nine left in the yeah. fourth quarter when Garoppolo got that drive uh, to go down the field um, who you know, George Kittle doing George Kittle things is refusing to get tackled. Uh, Debo Samuel bringing in uh, some tight throws. Um, Kyle Juszczyk got a, a middle slant at some point and, uh, to pile drive his way into the end. Uh, uh, that was a tremendous effort on that drive by San Francisco. So that showed me, you know, the creativity is still there. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers offense there. That's why they're, you know, just as dangerous as, as they've always been because they've got the uh, the play caller, they've got the offensive guru, they've got their, they've got their quarterback for now with Garoppolo. Of course, Trey Lance is still lurking and waiting in the wings. Um, a lot of the criticism you heard during the week was you got to use Trey Lance more. You got to take more advantage of that playmaking ability that he has instead of always waiting until you're at the two yard line and deciding, okay, we got to bring in Trey Lance now because we can't slam it in with our uh, other uh, running backs. Um, so I'm sure you'll see that as the season goes on. You, I'm sure you'll see more usage of Trey Lance right now. Um, they're, they're trying to stick with Jimmy. They, you know, yeah. Kyle is living up to his word. He said, Jimmy's my guy. And that's, that's what he's treating him like. And, and you, you, you still see and you, glimpses. You don't hang, Jimmy's you can't got, hang you know, that L on Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. So, you still see glimpses you know. that he, he could be the guy. And you still also see some throws where you got, ooh. Uh, I also ooh. see a guy who's building trade value. That, that very well could be. And should be, really. If, if you're, uh, you, you can't do that forever. You can't have him and Trey Lambs as a tag team. No. Eventually you got to move on to Trey. And when you do, then you should be able to, to flip Garoppolo for, for a decent package. I, I have a feeling Garoppolo, my prediction, I'm, I predict. Hey. Hey. So here's my prediction, is that Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Atlanta, hmm. um, who's bad. But I think if this is a, a rough crop of quarterbacks coming out this year, I could see them trading a two or you know, putting a package together 
because uh, Matt Ryan, I know they won that game. Hey, good for you. You won that pick. Uh, Matt Ryan looks uh, pretty dunzo. I, I, I'm eating some crow on that. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback prediction because he's not looking good. Yeah, it's well, the whole offense is not looking good right now. So no, it might and be... that's too much too much talent for them to be not producing at all. And that it might be Arthur Smith still uh, sort of growing into that and realizing that, that hey, that's, that's Matt Ryan you got down there, not not yeah. Ryan Tannehill. That, no, no, I don't think that's what he needs. He needs to realize it's not Derrick Henry. Oh God! Because <laughs> I tell you, I, what, I would, I would hope that those you. two. If you flipped those two, if you said Tannehill goes and now he's the Atlanta quarterback, and Matt Ryan now goes and he's the Tennessee quarterback, I don't think there's a big drop off in Tennessee. Hmm. I mean, he's got to know that you know this, whoever is running the ball for Atlanta is going to get you know sixty, seventy yards a game tops. Like obviously, you don't have Derrick Henry anymore, but yeah, knowing that you got to use your, your veteran quarterback more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's still early, uh, you know, for all these teams, um, but definitely any, some tendencies any, have, have come out. Any other we – we already talked about the Thursday night game. Any other games you want to talk about before we get on to the picks? Uh, let's see. I was laughing at the uh, uh, the Jags on the, in, that, in their loss to the Cardinals in week three. Uh, that, that the, they the hung one, around and hung around, and the, they found a way. The, they found a way the, not the, to cover. Because of the, the one-foot flea flicker. The, the 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 flea flicker that and Trevor Lawrence who's off balance and play. decides that, that to throw it six. Oh. <laughs> for Byron oh, Murphy. That was that was it too. I that mean that really was Jags, thing. man. That, that play was Pete so Jags. awful. Yeah, please uh, keep that play in mind for your for your worst, worst play, uh, of, play the of the year. Of the year. So the, far. First of all, the flea the flea flicker idea is terrible to begin with, with a quarterback that doesn't know what he's doing. And then he makes the, the decision that much worse by throwing it off balance. Who throws when an off balance yeah. leaflet? Well, and it's, it, it, it's, it just wasn't there. It was a bad it play. Was it was not there at all. It wasn't there. Throw it away, run around, make something happen. But no, they, they stuck to their guns on that. And then he throws this limp wristed, like, balloon <laughs> of a throw. Just, oh. Just, that was it. That was my cover. Yeah. I had to, to chuckle at that me. one. Uh, Sean Payton and the Saints had to grind one out yeah. uh, in New it England. Took care, it took uh, care of business, though. I, I, that that yeah. went about as expected, right? Yeah, that game I, uh, was in our, mar- our our market down here in Memphis, so I got to watch that whole thing. Yeah. So uh, I can report on my uh, opinions of Jameis Winston and Mac Jones as quarterbacks, which is uh, surprisingly kind of even as far as – I don't trust either one of them to, to do very much because <laughs> Jameis still has those tendencies, man. He still was throwing some balls where you're like, why did you do that? He's still doing that every now and then, you know, it's not, I don't care what kind of eye surgery wild thing is still wild thing. And he still has those, those times where he throws some balls where you go, what, 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 what made you make that decision? Why did you think that was the right decision to make? Um, and Mac Jones is uh, not all that great. I mean, he's again, another rookie. So the, the sample size is very, very small. So I understand. Um, but he's got to get rid of that ball uh, much faster. He, he's standing back there taking way too much time. He's uh, still processing things. You know, he, he's really basically on the same 
level as as Lawrence uh, and Zach Wilson. Like the game is way too fast for for them at the moment. It, that doesn't mean they're always going to be slow, but right now um, it is definitely a competitive advantage when your quarterback is processing things so much slower than everybody else. The reason Kyler Murray, for example, was so successful uh, as a rookie was because he got over his his processing really quick, and he wound up. Like, okay, I see, you know, the, the pressure coming at me. I see this whole boom. I'm going to get these fast feet going and take off. And and now he's, you know, one of the best playmaking quarterbacks already in the league. And that's the difference is just processing things, is making the decision to do what you have to do uh, in, you know, snap of a finger. You, you can't sit back there and just wait and wait and wait. Um, and that's pretty much what doomed uh, Mac Jones in that game against the Saints. So. Uh, maybe, maybe later on, maybe uh, get back in week nine and maybe I'll get to see another Patriots game and maybe he'll be doing things faster. But we right get to now, see one uh, tomorrow. <laughs> or, uh, uh, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> well, we all get to see one tomorrow night. <laughs> um, and the, the Legion of Vroom, uh, they make uh, Kirk Cousins right look on, like a trustworthy right quarterback, schedule. didn't they? <laughs> right on schedule. And they, they let Dalvin's, uh, Dalvin Cook's backup, uh, Alexander Madison, control yeah. them. I mean, that that was my big reason for taking uh, the, the Saints, or not the Saints, but the Seahawks over the Vikings yeah. was because uh, such a dynamic running back and Dalvin Cook was going to be down, not going to play at all, and, and they just let Alexander Madison step right in and basically do you know close to Dalvin Cook type production. And uh, yeah, the, the Seahawks, uh, they, they, they had a chance, but they, they give up the win to the Vikings uh, first win yeah. of the year for Minnesota. Yeah. And, and you got I, that I really I did, and I really the only reason I, I went with the Vikings on that one. Yeah, the Legion of Room, Road Russ. Uh, I, I just one of Minnesota didn't feel like an zero three team. I thought they were gonna, you know, be game. They lost that heartbreaker uh, against Arizona. They lost an overtime game against Cincinnati. I mean, think about how close Minnesota is right now to three and zero. I think if Minnesota had won those two games, I'd have been more apt to take Seattle in that spot. But Minnesota was just like, okay, we're too good to keep losing these kinds of games. And uh, nothing will make you get right at home like having the Seahawks show up. Because, oh, my God. Ooh, red defense. Oh, man. And Justin numbers. Jefferson was happy to see him come and, in. Uh, and, Madison. Yeah. Well, Alexander Madison goes for 112. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and honestly. Just take Madison off his jersey and just put guy on the back of his jersey. Because Alexander <laughs> Madison is just a guy. I mean, he's not terrible, but he's a guy. And, and, and Seattle let him show up and control the tempo. And Kirk Cousins looked like uh, like really good. Actually, Kirk right. Cousins is actually having a really good start to the season overall. Uh, I'm not going to bag too hard on Kirk Cousins. His numbers to start the year, jeez, uh, 73.9 completion percentage, eight touchdowns, no picks. Uh, very un-Kirk Cousins-like. You like that? You like that? Yeah, at, at a 118.3 quarterback rating. So, the, you know, that that might be the thing that's sort of hidden in the fact, oh, he's a loser because they're one and two. Uh, maybe they might not be losers because of him this year mm. or so far. But those are good numbers. Yeah. Um, and, of course. He's lighting Arizona up uh, in, in that game. That was a you call it taffy pole, barn burn, whatever you want to call it. That game they played in week uh in week two down in Arizona when they lost on the, the, the chip shot field goal that got missed. Right. He was firing in that game. 
Uh, and of course, got to uh, ask about the the lock that wasn't the uh, the Man, Raiders and, Dol- and the Dolphins. That game is some bullshit. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders had that game won, I don't know, 14, 15, 16 times. And they just kept letting Jack Brisket somehow convert. Or, oh, of course, you'd get this, like, oh, they got the win. Oh, no, wait, there was a random defensive this or penalty that it was just, it just, like, was the most excruciating end to a game. I mean, they gave Miami eight shots at first and goal. And it took Miami till the eighth try to tie that game up. Yeah, then you're hoping happens. for the touchdown in overtime. Vegas gets yeah. like right there, and then they can't punch it in. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that I, was, I was excruciating. scared to death of that. Yeah, absolutely excruciating. But you know, I'm, the locks doesn't matter. Like we said last week, it doesn't matter if I win zero locks the rest of the year. All you get is one point. That's true. However, it still feels good to be out 3-0 in the locks to start. It'll the feel season. even better. Would you blow it? Oh, see, you trying to trying to whammy me. Mm-hmm. All right, the rest one game, one week at a time. Week, <laughs> rest of week four picks are coming up for you on the other side of this plug for two minutes. You are listening live to in much less detail the podcast, not on the radio but only here on the website blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me, and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Again, a big game coming up tomorrow night that you may have heard of, and we'll definitely get to that towards the end of the show. We might only have 90 seconds left by the time we get to it. Um, And the biggest spread of the season is on the board this week in week four, and we'll get to that shortly. But we will start off with the uh, Chiefs and the Eagles in Philadelphia. So they're both one and two. The uh, Chiefs uh, definitely not expected to be there. Uh, the Eagles, yeah, one and two sounds about right. Uh, 
Injury news, Frank Clark, uh, Shaverius Ward, the defensive back, trying to work their way back from injury. The Chiefs need defensive help badly uh, as soon as possible. Uh, For the Eagles, Sean McLeod should make his season debut as safety. Uh, People leaving in the Chiefs, they are minus six and a half on the road at the Eagles. I'll take the extra half point here and go with Kansas City, at least as a touchdown favorite. I think that this has got to be right. You had the rough loss against Baltimore. You had the rough loss against the Chargers. You can't take anybody lightly. I just, so I don't think that the Chiefs are the type of team that are going to just show up expecting to win this game. Andy Reid is to get these guys coached up. Philadelphia is a team that's sort of ripe for the picking. Yeah, it feels like a whole lot of weird stuff could happen in this game. This isn't a, a spot that we're used to seeing. It's a very odd matchup, KC at Philly. Um, that's something that we see what once every, what, maybe eight years. So with the rotations or every four years with the way they rotate through the league. Um, so it's an odd game for me. So it feels a little scary on that side. But if you're Kansas City and you need to get right, you need to get right like hard. Maybe they come out and look a little flat in the first quarter, but I think their offense is going to be too much for the Eagles uh, to overcome. So I'm going to go ahead and take KC and a touchdown. Well, coming back hard, logically, in my mind, made more sense last week with a division rival coming in that you would think that the Chiefs were spending all week licking their wounds off the Baltimore loss, thinking, okay, now we got the Chargers, you know, what they're capable of. You know, Justin Herbert wants to to come in and take us down. We have to be at at our A game. We have to be at our best. And they were definitely not uh, at their best. This seems like more of a letdown spot to me uh, at Philly, like like you were talking about. The, the matchup is unusual. It's uh, a trap. <laughs> it's you know Jalen Hurts, and you don't quite know what to make of it. And uh, you know the Chiefs aren't sucking offensively; they just have to stop turning the ball over. Um, it, the old Philly defense, uh, I, I, yeah, I would be on upset alert. Like I'm, I'm not talking about old old like. Hugh Douglas and those guys. I'm talking about uh, the the team that just won a title, the team that you know busted Tom Brady in the fucking mouth. Those guys, uh, I'd be worried seriously about a, a victory because those guys could really handle themselves defensively. And uh, this isn't those Eagles, um, but I, I, I like the number. I, that's, that's a big number. Uh, so I'll, I'll take Jalen Hurts to hang around. Uh, I'll, I'll take Philadelphia, Philadelphia in the six and a half points and. And take my chances. The the Chiefs don't give me. Uh, they don't engender too much confidence right now. We know there's a point where they'll flip the switch and, and figure things out and and play it up to their uh, abilities and their potential. But hasn't hasn't happened quite yet. So we're, until that does, right. we'll, we'll have to take our chances. All I can say uh, is uh, thank you. On to the Giants and the Saints. Uh, the New York Giants at 0-3. Uh, what's New York team is going to find a victory uh, this season first? I had, the Gi- I had the Giants in the playoffs, man. Oh, oh. It's still early, only only, only week four. Only 14 uh, games left to go. they got plenty of time to go on a run. That's right. Uh, the Superdome is uh, apparently operating. Uh, they, they're going to really be turning out for, for the Superdome uh, in New Orleans. Uh, they're going to set that place on fire. Uh, oh, the fans man. are going to be, they're going to be hot as well. Sorry. I just had to, uh, giants egg storms coming. <laughs> yeah. Giants at zero and three are plus a touchdown plus seven at Jameis and the two and one saints. I'd I'd love to take the Giants in this. I I can't do it. 
Uh, it's good Jameis, bad Jameis, good Jameis. Is this would this would be bad Jameis week? But they're playing the Giants. The Giants at home against the trash Atlanta defense could only put up 14. The Saints, you know what? We can talk about Jameis and we talk about Alvin Kamara. We talk about the offense, but you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, um, or last week even, about we don't talk much about their defense. And they have a, a top 10, at least, maybe top five defense in the whole league. Um, yeah, they're going to you know, put, put, put the screws to Danny dimes and then that pretty sad, uh, giants offense. And, uh, I think they, they get away with a double digit win here. Yeah. Dennis Allen put it on, uh, Mac Jones. He dialed up some pressures. He dialed up some exotics and, uh, made the rookie look like a rookie. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely an undersung part of the uh, Saints dynasty is, is their defense has definitely uh, been a very key part of that. Um, and definitely helped out by the Giants will be missing two different wide receivers. They already have trouble keeping guys on the field. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton already ruled out for this game. Hard to imagine the Giants uh, hanging in there and competing, especially in that environment. Wild Thing comes home, Superdome rocking, first actual real home for the Saints. I concur with you. I will take New Orleans and give the seven. The Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets. I repeat the musical question, which New York team gets a win first? Will it be the Giants? We both say no. Will it be the Jets at 0-3 hosting the Titans, the 2-1 Tennessee Titans? As you already actually mentioned earlier in the show, the fact that they are going to have to go in here and win with no receiving, basically, because both those big studs, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, have bad hamstrings. Both have already been ruled out for this game. And the betting public does not give a fuck because it's the Jets. So the Titans are still six-point favorites on the road at New York. You remember when we talked about, like, with those games where, like, the bad wind games with the Vikings or with the Browns, and it was like you were forced to run the football? And it's like the worst thing Tennessee – or the worst thing for the Jets that Tennessee could be forced to have to do is just feed Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Henry might go for 250 in this game. Just it, 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 It's going to – I'll take Tennessee just on the back of Derrick Henry in this game. I think he's up for the challenge. He's going to have to run, and he's going to have to run a lot, and I think that's just going to open up play action. Again, it's Tannehill. If you have Derrick Henry, the threat of Derrick Henry, guys will be open. They don't have to be A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. They just have to be guys that are open. (laughs) So I'll take Tennessee and give the points. Uh, Jamison Crowder is expected to make his debut for the Jets at wide receiver, and as soon as he steps on the field, he's going to be the best receiver on the field on either side. So uh, it's it's interesting. Um, It it could be even more interesting if the Jets load up against King Henry uh, defensively and and sort of make Tannehill go over the top and and beat him with – you talk about receivers who are just guys, Westbrook, Kine, and I've never heard of half of these guys. the Jets are that bad, and I'm going to go and take Tennessee and, and concur with you and give the six points. The, Jet, the Jets are just terrible. They're just yeah. terrible. I'm sorry, Lou. And, and, and Zach Wilson is going to throw two to the Titans. So, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin, Kevin Bayard will have a pick six. You know, something, something weird. Yeah, it's just it's going to happen. The Titans who don't usually pressure anybody in any if mistake. Kevin Byard gets a pick six. You're, you're going to just totally <laughs> give nothing but crap for not having a prop bet or something on that. Uh, the Titans don't usually force any of that, but it's Zach Wilson, so the Titans will probably force something like that. You're probably right. Uh, Carolina and Dallas. They should start uh, calling we, him Flip Wilson because he flips the field all the time for the other team. 
to, to the other team. Oh, boy. That's right. That's why I'm going to start calling them. You're on a roll. Hey, hey! Uh, Panthers and Cowboys, we talked about the, the teams, the undefeated teams that are kind of, you know, we're talking a little real or fake early on. The Panthers and the Broncos, and we were a little suspect. Our eyes are on you. So Carolina, 3-0. and uh, That was the last game they played was the Thursday night, right, in week three? Uh, yeah. So they, get, they get the extra rest before they go down to Jerry World. Um, Dallas, uh, you know, two and one. They, you know, have the opening loss on opening night, and they've come back, got two in a row, looked pretty good in their victory. Uh, Panthers are underdogs; they are undefeated, but they are plus four at the two and one Cowboys. Obviously, the matchups here to watch are going to be what both defenses can do against those two offenses, because you got Carolina, the number one defense so far. Uh, statistically in football. And, yeah, they've, they've, they've beaten some bad teams. They also beat the Saints. They turned over the Saints and Jameis Winston a whole bunch of times and made them look bad. But maybe they're unsung or maybe they're overrated. We're going to find out because that Dallas offense, that they can they can move the football. I mean, they're putting up some, they're putting up some numbers. On the other side, that Dallas defense, woo! <laughs> 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 uh, if Sam Darnold is really the answer, that's that the 31st ranked def, uh, passing defense right now in football. That is uh, not good. That means there's only one worse than you. Uh, so they can definitely give it up. I, I could see this game being uh, kind of high scoring. I, I could see this being a lot of back and forth. I, I'm taking Carolina strictly as a points play here. Uh, I like the four. So I actually think that the Cowboys uh, sneak out a field goal victory here. So I'm going to get a little cute, take the Panthers in the points. Shockingly, that number 32 dead last uh, pass defense in football right now is world champion Buccaneers. They're just getting lit up through the air because nobody wants to run on yeah. them. So you just go in and just throw, throw, throw. And right now they're they're not defending it well, and the injuries are playing a big part of that as well, of course. Um, as far as this game, your guy, more, more hubba bubba in the backfield for Carolina. And- <laughs> be so much better of a game or, or more interesting of a contest yeah. if you had uh, Christian McCaffrey back there for, for the Panthers. But, nope, uh, hubba bubba, uh, the starting running back for Carolina. Uh, you know, I watching the Cowboys game, Micah Parsons, even though the defense is, is trash, uh, Micah Parsons does indeed jump off the screen. as, a, as he, He's different. He's a different cat. He's, uh, he's an athlete. Uh, he's, he's flying around and, and pretty much filling the, the gaps and filling up the holes wherever the football is, you look up and there's Micah Parsons. So uh, he does indeed look that special. I was hearing the hype about him in the preseason and, and seeing him in action. Uh, I, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm definitely going to keep my eye on him. And I, I said Zeke uh, probably would wake up uh, because of all the talk about Tony Pollard gives us a better chance to win and he's got a higher uh, yards per average whatnot. And what happens on that matter, uh, Zeke? wakes up and, and takes over and, and says, hey, wait a minute, I'm still the man around here. So uh, impressive performance by him. He looks like he's got his spark back. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, uh, Dak and the Cowboys and give the four. Uh, definitely don't believe in Carolina overall. You know, congratulations on your good start, but that was definitely uh, a function of the schedule, at least partially. So uh, we'll see if they make me uh, eat my words and, and show up. And you, you got the Panthers to do just that. So we'll, we'll see on that one. Uh, here's an interesting game, Cleveland and Minnesota, because these two teams, these are the two offenses that I've been railing on for the last couple of years that mm-hmm. clearly 
do not want to have to win games with their franchise quarterback. They clearly want to do as little as they can to actually use their quarterback that they're paying all the money to and making their franchise up. Which which team uh, manages to make the other quarterback fuck up first is basically going to (laughs) be what this comes down to. Uh, the two and one Browns are the very slight road favorite minus one at the one and two Vikings. If this game was a meme, it would be the Spider-Man pointing at himself meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> no, you suck. Yeah. Uh, because these two teams are the mirror image, right? I mean, I remember even back, it must've been AFC NFC preview. One of those shows where I was talking about the, how these two teams are like the each, like the, the their conferences version of themselves. Right. Um, but I, 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 toy, I talked about it a little bit when we were talking about the Vikings. I've actually been somewhat impressed so far by, by Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> and I'm going to actually take the, Vi, uh, the Vikings here at home. It hurts me to say it. I'm choking on my words. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the Brown Fever didn't even have to really show up last week to win that game against that no-account no. Bears team. And uh, I, I think that this is a little tougher test for them going up to Minnesota, going up to the Dome playing on the fast track uh we'll see um if they're you know the running games i think end up maybe canceling each other out but i've been impressed with cousins so far i think he has a good game and i think minnesota here wins as a home dog go figure hmm. uh very good job very impressive job by uh, alexander madison filling in last week for dalvin cook dalvin is expected to return this week from his ankle injury so uh, could be a two-headed monster in the backfield for Minnesota, setting up Cousins to Thielen and Cousins to Jefferson and all the other big plays uh, that they've been making this year. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to concur. I think uh, the Vikings will make Baker Mayfield spit it up and, and choke it up before the Browns make Kirk Cousins spit it up. And that sounds counterintuitive considering what the Browns just did to Justin Fields last week. But as much as I criticize Mike Zimmer and the Vikings, they're not as dumb as the Bears. They're not going to let Cleveland Browns do that to them like the Bears just let them do to them. So I, I concur, and I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, I don't see Kirk Cousins just standing there waiting to get sacked for the whole game. They know better. You've got to know better. Everyone should know better. Why? <laughs> Why? Oh. <laughs> uh. I don't. I don't have the opposite of celebration on my on my board on my soundboard. Whatever yeah, the opposite abs. is, that's that's. He's not dead yet. I'm not going to do that. <sighs> Onto the uh, Washington. Well, he gets back nine times every game. You're going to be playing the mash music. Well, yeah, he'll be dead if he keeps uh, playing against the Browns and and Miles Garrett. That's for sure. Uh, the Washington Football Squad team, yay sports uh, at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they're both one and two, but the public believes in Washington a lot more because they're, despite having the same record, they're the road favorite. Uh, Washington is one and a half at Atlanta. I have no clue what what the hell really to make of either one of these teams. You think you could bank on Washington like that old defense, right? Ron Rivera, their defense has been abysmal so far. Yeah. I mean, they're I mean, we're three games in now, so you can't just say, oh, okay, it's an aberration. You start looking at these rankings for their offense, I mean, their defense, 31st in yards, 28th against the pass, 25th against the run, 29th in points scored, dead last in turnovers. I mean, that is as bad as it gets uh, defensively. I guess an Atlanta offense, that's almost as bad. 
about to say, uh, now do Atlanta. <laughs> if, if So any side of the football here, who has the edge when you're looking at it through three games, this is going to really hurt. This is almost like counterintuitive for me to say, I'm going with Atlanta's defense in this game. They've actually that sounded painful. It did because they're not good, but they've they're holding it together. Some of this, whatever they're doing, this bend don't break, holding teams to field goals, making teams work for everything, go on these long drives. I don't know if Tyler Heineke is the Taylor Heineke, whatever the hell his name is. I don't know if he's <laughs> the the guy for that. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take Atlanta here as the home again, another home dog. Mm. The week of the um, home dog. Well, speaking of counterintuitive, uh, and I don't feel you know very confident about it, but as huge of a Matty Ice fan as I am, and I feel like I've defended him pretty much since he came in the league. I had a lot of criticism early on, but I've always been a, a huge fan of his. Uh, any matchup of two close teams, and the, and the quarterbacks are Taylor Heineke versus Matty Ice. I would jump on Matty Ice all the time, except. Matty Ice under uh, Arthur Smith right now is, is 5.9 yards per throw. I would have never oh. imagined that oh. Matty Ice would be doing something that terrible right now. They've drafted that uh, rookie tight end, Kyle Pitts. He's been a non-factor. Yeah. They have not got on the same more page like, yet. More like Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Kyle is the Pitts right now. Um, I'm going with the football team. In, Man, I just hope they win by one. <laughs> hope Washington wins this one like seven to six because it feels bad. Like <laughs> this feels like it's going to be ugly. Yeah, that was painful for me to squeeze out there, but this feels like a great offense for the the potato skins to get right against, which is just just foul, man. It's just wrong. No, I don't know how Atlanta's offense is doing that. They're setting football back well. We'll talk about another team football back. But. <laughs> uh, that, that's coming up in a couple of picks. Uh, first, we'll talk about the, uh, well, maybe this team is setting football back to uh, Carson wins and his ankles are three, oh, and they get to go to uh, down on South Beach uh, to take on Jack Brisket and the one and two Dolphins. So which side of this one do you possibly like? Uh, Indianapolis uh, plus two and a half at Miami. I have absolutely – again, you talk, this is probably the hardest week. Usually it's like week two is the week. This is the week I sat there and I looked at these games and I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Miami's, Miami's offense is, is terrible, but they looked okay, but they had to basically – they had to fight for everything against the Raiders who just kept giving them chance after chance after chance after chance. It was, it was rough. But Indy still brings the defense. You can actually – you can take defense on the road. And they can run the ball, and you can take that on the road. So if they just – here's what you do. A lot of Jonathan Taylor, don't put Carson Wentz in obvious stand there and get the, his brains beat in type of situations. Miami hasn't really defensively been the team that's been bringing anything so far. I think uh, the easiest thing they do here is simplify it, ugly the hell out of this game, you know, just and, and Indy sneaks off with their first win. I think they just escape here with a win, so I'm going to take Indy. Uh, to get the straight up win, I think it's going to be uh, ugly big, as hell too. Uh, big injury issues for the Colts, uh, besides the quarterback who who yep. uh, is immobile. Um, two defensive backs uh, are not going to play tomorrow. Two offensive linemen are not going to play tomorrow. We talked about uh, how 
impressive their old line has been over the last couple of years, pretty much uh, the, the secret weapon uh, pushing that team to playoff contention. And it has not been there for them so far this year, uh, due to, partly due to injury. Um, and the rookie defender, uh, Quiddy Pay, that I liked so much in the draft, he's not going to play tomorrow. So there's a lot of people already hurt uh, for the Indianapolis Colts. That O-line was a strength, but uh, they were really beat up. Uh, did I mention a quarterback can't move? I think I may have mentioned that once or twice or three times. Uh, so, I, like I said, I watched the, the game down here, uh, Colts uh, and Titans. The broadcast crew mentioned that uh, one of their little anecdotes uh, was talking to Carson Wentz, and he relayed to them that his ankles were so bad last week, uh, not this past week leading up to this game, but last week leading up to that Titans game, his ankles were so bad that there was a there was some point every single night that week that he woke up with his ankles throbbing in pain. Damn. And and that's the best effort. That's the guy that you think gives you the best chance to win. I I still don't understand what what's going on. Uh, maybe the other guys are that terrible. Maybe uh, Frank Reich knows his, his other backup quarterbacks are just complete shit, and and that's why he's doing this. I don't know. Uh, but the point is, the Colts are are beat up offensively um, and now on defense as well. Um, something else uh, that you know, I don't have a PFF stats, but I do have one, and it's not even, even really a PFF stat. It's just a metric. It's just a stat. Uh, blitz rate. We always talk about the, the Steelers and the, and the Ravens, and they always switch off. Feels feels like every year they switch off back and forth to who leads the league in blitz rate. Through three weeks, it's still early, but right now the team that leads the league in blitz rate, the Miami Dolphins, are blitzing forty four percent of the time. <laughs> They're just and here comes. Think? And yeah. here comes Carson Wins and his bad ankles limping into town. So that seems like a, a recipe for disaster. So I'm going to take uh, the Miami Dolphins and give the two and a half. Go, oh, Jack Brisket. Give me oh, another win. You didn't lock that up. No, I didn't feel quite that good. Oh, no, no. okay. Not All quite. right. The way you were talking it up, I was waiting for the yeah. But no, <laughs> not to be. No, not, not, not. Couldn't pull that trigger. Uh, the Detroit, speaking of the games that I was looking at, I had no idea which way I'm going to go. Detroit, Chicago. Um, uh, yeah. So the Lions are 0-3. They're, they're biting ankles. They've covered a couple of numbers, but they're still uh, windless at the point at this moment. And then there's Chicago uh, at 1-2. and two. And, of course, uh, Matt Nagy playing games all week in the media, talking about that any one of the three quarterbacks could possibly be uh, a candidate to start this game on Sunday before he finally gave it up today and, and said that Dalton was not going to be the man and it's going to be uh, Justin Fields once again to get the start for Chicago in Soldier Field after that game last week. Kid, good luck. Uh, the Lions are still underdogs despite that Justin Fields effort. Uh, Detroit is plus two and a half at Chicago. I'm, I'm not a stat guy, right? I'm going to throw a stat at you right here. I hope you haven't eaten anything in the last few hours being a Bears fan. Um, because I saw this, and I, I don't know if I've ever seen this 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 far three games into a season before. The Bears are literally underwater. They're so bad offensively. They're averaging 101 yards on the ground a game. They're averaging 91 yards through the air per game. 1925? That's exactly what they're talking about, setting football back. They are rushing for more than their passing in 2021, I, I'm taking the Lions. I, 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 they said they're the try-hard team. Uh, I'll take Jared Goff over that all day long because I don't know what that is. 97 pass yards per game 
There are teams that do that per quarter. Contrast that with the Raiders, who are throwing for like 380 a game. <laughs> the Bears haven't done that all season. And in and, and the game last week against the Browns, how do you average under one yard per throw, per, <laughs> per pass play? How do you do that? Um, I, like I said, I got oh. no on this one. They're, they're going to throw fields out there again. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take Chicago and give the two and a oh. half on the on the thought that Justin Fields can't be worse. Than it can't that. be that bad, it right? Can't be. Can't play worse than that. And, and plus, Detroit hasn't traded for Miles Garrett not yet. I'm, I'm going to check one more time before we go off the air to make sure. But uh, I don't think they traded for Garrett, so I think I'm good there. All right, biggest spread of the season so far: the uh, Houston Texans and their and their. You got all these winless teams. Houston's actually yeah. won a game. We keep forgetting. They did. Um, they won the first one. They had that. Yeah. Uh, so the one and one. two Texans. <laughs> that was it. That was the one. Uh, uh, one and sixteen. They're they're on the road for. Um, and the Buffalo Bills have lost a game. They're two and one. But uh, since that loss, they they've sort of turned it around and been been kicking some serious ass. So uh, as a result, the Texans and uh, what was his name Davis Mills. Uh, our plus seventeen General Mills, Josh Allen, and the, <laughs> uh, plus seventeen at Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yeah, for the sake of time, I'm not going to talk too long about this game. You said it. <laughs> the Bills lost that first game against Pittsburgh. It had that air of preseason Week Four to it, and since then they have been uh, all cylinders. This is this is Buffalo squish, big time squish. I'll take the Bills. Give them all. Not enough. Yeah, Houston Warren Moon isn't uh, walking through that door for you. Um, you know what? I I just don't well, think if he Buffalo's... was if he was the Bills would still win, even though Houston would be up by thirty two points. Well, this is true. Um, and if he was, the Houston would start him over Davis Mills right now. And then Frank Reich would have to come back <laughs> out of retirement. Whatever age Moon is, they'd take him right now as their starting quarterback. I don't think the <laughs> I would. I guess I don't think Buffalo is nearly as dominant as these last couple of weeks. I know the scoreboard, you're just looking at the scoreboard, like, oh, my God, they destroy people. Uh, they, it, you know, there's, there's some garbage time issue. That There's just, uh, I, I guess I'm getting this little bit of a feeling of, a, you know, a little fluky, like, uh, yeah, they're, they're kicking ass, but uh, are they really 17? But, you know, they, they might be. They might make me eat my words. I'm going to take the text. I'm, that's a lot of fucking points. Um, I think the Bills have like, this covered at halftime. <laughs> it's not like the, you know the Jets or you know a team that's you know complete ass. Like you know, they, Houston won a game. They're they're you know they won a game they, with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Uh, well. And actually, in that second game, we're looking really good with Tyrod until, Taylor. Until. Until. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, all right. Uh, yeah, you know, you got to take the points. That's why they put the big points on the game, right? They're enticing you. They're, they're making you have to consider it. I mean, that's that's a lot of freaking man. And, and when Buffalo right. wins forty forty one to ten, <laughs> you'll be like, oh well, okay. Well, I, I guess they so were. Davis the Mills. I know one thing about Davis Mills. He's good for one drive. You're gonna get one good drive out of him every game. And that's it. Maybe hopefully that'll be enough for me. Uh, on to late afternoon action. We got two barn burners in that great NFC West. Two games where they're playing each other. Uh, the only unfortunate thing is they're taking place at the same time. So you can't watch them uh, both, but, uh, but they, they both will probably be really good. 
So we'll start with Arizona and the LA Rams, the battle of the undefeated. They're both three and zero. The world's in love with uh, LA right now, and, and Matt Stafford and Sean McVay after what they did to uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, forgetting a little bit about the uh, Arizona Cardinals, who are also undefeated, and Kyler Murray looking like an MVP candidate. And uh, they're still a big underdog, no surprise there. Uh, well, relatively big. They're plus four and a half, Arizona is, at the LA Rams. Yeah, and uh, I think we're forgetting, you know, geez, uh, you don't really have to try to run the ball on the Rams. Just throw, throw, throw. That's look what it did for Tom Brady. He threw for like 8,000 yards in that game. Um, what really speaks to me on this game is the fact that Arizona, even after getting just completely torched by Kirk Cousins, still has really good uh, defensive rankings. You can run on them, but nobody on the Rams can really rush the football. So that's it plays against the strength of of the you know of of where you'd want to go against that Cardinals defense. You want to be able to run the ball on them, but the Rams can't run the ball. So I think this is going to be a whole lot of Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray and back and forth, and, and this is going to be a really fun game. Um, yeah, it's too bad that this is locked into that afternoon slot against some other really good games that are probably going to get more national publicity because it's being played on the West Coast. Uh, this doesn't feel like a sunning-type situation for me either because I don't think that the Ram the Rams three, four years ago, this would have been a sunning type game, but the Rams are starting. They're, they're coming back, right? The Rams aren't that dominant they once were. Where I think they just they're just like, going to put the Cardinals down and just like you know what, go go back to your rooms. Um, so I'm going to take the Cardinals and the points here. I think they keep this close. Yeah, the Rams, uh, if they want to justify all that love, they can't have a letdown here off the big. Tampa Bay win because if they do, Kyler Murray will absolutely run them ragged inside, outside, up the middle, around the edges. Uh, Kyler Murray will just run all around them if they uh, take it easy and don't play up to to their potential. I don't think they're going to take the Cardinals lightly, but I don't know if they quite know what they're they're in for. Uh, you know, you come off that Tampa win and you think you you got the world you know at your feet and you can do anything and you know. Maybe a little bit of a letdown, maybe a chance for, for L.A. to get a little bit of, of humbling and, and come up. And, uh, they will have Daryl Henderson return from his rib injury at running back. Uh, not saying that he's a world beater, but he, he he's better than what they got. He, he'll definitely help them there. But, uh, yeah, they would really love to have a you know a, a, someone to blast away at Arizona so they can set up uh, the big pass plays. Uh, they do not have that right now. Um, I think the Arizona Cardinals actually might have more weapons on the field than the Los Angeles Rams right now. And I'm not trying to short Cooper Cup and say that he's a fluke or anything. I think he's a hell of a football player. I've loved Robert Woods forever as well. Um, but when you look at all the guys right now that Kyle is having huge, huge success with big plays, old-ass A.J. Green makes big plays. Of course, New Hopkins. Uh, Christian Kirk makes big plays. His rookie Rondale Moore can uh, throw it up, and, and that guy will, will apparently go get it. The cards actually might uh, be more chalked right now offensively. Um, Arizona has played well, like you said, in pass coverage. is a big test here, obviously, uh, against the Rams. It's a different breed. Um, the big brain battle of, of uh, 
Cliff Kingsbury and, and Sean McVay, you know they're always going to have, you know, innovative plays. They're going to come out with new stuff. Um, it's probably going to be a, a battle of, you know, plays that you've never seen before and formations you've never seen and whatnot. You know, they're always going to get it on. Uh, I'm actually going to take Arizona to spring the upset. Like I said, I think the Rams are, are getting a little bit of a of a big head and getting so much love around the country. And, again, I'm the one that picked them to win the NFC, so uh, it's not like I think they're a fluke. But I just think they're getting so much uh, media hype around the world, around the country. Um, the Cardinals are, are for real. They are uh, they were fun bad last year. Right now they're just fun. They're not bad really at all. They're just – uh, there, there's some some ass kickers on that offense. Uh, pretty much a, uh, every slot in the formation, uh, you know, they go four wide, and all four of them can go long and, and beat you. And if, even if you cover all of them up, that leaves Kyler Murray back there to run around, and he can definitely beat you with his feet. So I think this is actually a statement game and a bit of a coming out game uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. I think they both get up in the 30s. I think it's a, a shootout, and I think the Cardinals come out on top in the end. All right, so we're kumbaya there. And then the uh, Seahawks and the 49ers in the other half of that division. Uh, the records, of course, are not nearly as shiny. Seattle 1-2, and two, San Francisco 2-1, and one, but they always have great games between these two teams. Um, and the Seahawks are the underdog, uh, plus 2.5 out there at San Fran. Is, it, is, is week four still too late in the season to go to your preseason picks as some justification for your pick? But I'm going to do it. Oh, no, I had the not at all. I had the, I had the Niners to win this division, and I had the Seahawks finishing dead last in the division. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to ride that. Um, tough loss for them on that Sunday night game against Aaron Rodgers. But you know what makes you, what, you, know what makes you feel good? When the DFL defense comes to town, baby, that's Seattle defense. Oh, my God. You know, Jimmy G and Trey, they could draw up all kinds of plays. This is Kyle Shanahan's, like, wet dream scenario, this team's defense coming to town. You get a little road rust in the action, too? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll take the San Fran to cover. Well, George Kittle has a calf injury. They don't know if he's going to be out there. If he is, he won't be anywhere near 100%. And a couple of big injuries in the San Francisco defensive backfield. Kwan Williams and Josh Norman will be out there. Signed Josh Norman almost out of desperation. He came up coughing up blood uh, after the game last week. So he's not going to play. Uh, so they're running a little thin back there uh, in the Niners secondary. They might get down to as bad as the Legion of Room. They've got a ways to go, but they're, they're working on it. Um, the, the Legion of Room needs to be stronger versus Jimmy G and San Fran needs to not let Tyler Lockett pull a, a, a Devontae Adams and just get free all over the place. No matter where you go, you look up and he's wide open. Um, I'm actually going to take uh, the, the, the Seahawks to knock off the 49ers. I think they can right now run the ball a lot better, a lot more consistently than the 49ers and set up their play action and set up uh, Tyler Lockett has just been a, a beast. Uh, to start this season, and DK Metcalf hasn't even got to really get off yet because Tyler Lock has been open so much. So, uh, you know, combining San Fran uh, having injuries on their defense with with the combinations uh, that uh, Seattle can put together in the air, uh, got a feeling about road rust coming through uh, in this spot. So I'm going to go ahead and take Seattle and go against you on that one. Uh, here's an interesting one: the Ravens and the Broncos uh, definitely got to look at the under when you talk about these two teams, the way they play. Uh, Ravens are 2-1. and one, Broncos are 3-0. and oh, Another one of those teams. 
A little bit of real or fake. We'll find out early in the season. The Ravens are very slim favorites, minus one at the Broncos. Man, weird things happen when you have Baltimore go up to Denver. We know that, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do you remember uh, that playoff game? You can't go to double overtime. We know that. Man. But, yeah, that was a – so, yeah, it's it's an odd matchup, uh, Baltimore going up there to Denver. But, man, we've had some fun games uh, with these two before. But I'm going to take Denver here. At Baltimore, you keep playing with fire, eventually you're going to get burnt. That's all they've been doing these last couple of games. Big comeback against the Chiefs. I mean, a win that they shouldn't have even gotten on the road against the Lions. You can't play like that on the road here against Denver in that defense. And the semi-competent offense of the Denver Broncos, I think that's good enough for them to get a home win here. And again, another home dog. Uh, by, by a point. Basically, it's a home it's dog. It, it is. Um, I'm playing the uh, stepping up in class game that you just played on the other side because the Broncos are going from the Jets to the Ravens, which is like going from (laughs) Roseanne to Megan the Stallion. There's just no comparison. Uh, Denver will not be ready to handle Lamar Jackson running around and doing his thing. Um, So I'm going to take the Ravens in that situation, give the one point (laughs) uh, for the road favorite there. All right. Uh, one more game before the big main event. Pittsburgh up there at Lambeau in your neck of the woods. The poor, poor Steelers at one and two. What the hell are they doing? And the Packers look to have right of the ship at two and one. Big Ben and the Steelers are six point underdogs at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I call this one a really weird feeling, but I'm actually, even though they look like total trash so far, I'm going to take the Steelers here. I'm not, I'm not going to go so far as to say that they spring the upset. But I think if there's anything left in the tank for them, they're going to pull it all out here against uh, Green Bay. Again, coming off the big win in prime time, they're coming back home. Pittsburgh looks like, you know, they're, they're like that wounded animal team. I don't know if Green Bay is good enough to just put them out. Uh, Roethlisberger is going to throw, 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 and Green Bay eventually will give it up in the secondary. So I think that, you know, Najee Harris will probably have a nice game. Green Bay special teams, watch out. They have, they have moments where they come up really small. And I could see this being that kind of a game where it's a kickoff return touchdown or a punt return or a block. But I think Mike Tomlin, I think it's desperation time for the Steelers. If they go and they lose this one, it's it's starting to look really bad for them. So I think they give it all they got and they keep this under the six. They do get Deontay uh, back in, uh, from, a, from a knee injury, Deontay Johnson, the receiver. Uh, and T.J. Watt from his groin injury should return as well, but uh, Chase Claypool will be out with a hamstring injury on the Packers side. Uh, no MVS. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has a hammy, so he's down, and Kevin King is down with a concussion, which is That's a good an upgrade. thing because, again, I, when I was watching him play uh, in that Monday night game, I was like, what, what are you doing? Where are you going? So uh, that may be an upgrade for them. Um, I'm sorry, the Steelers, um, 32 in running, and, and they're 13th in passing, but they're not certainly doing it with uh, big plays because they're only averaging 6.2 yards per throw. I don't know what's going on with that offense, but until they fix that, I can't take them. So I'm going to take Green Bay and, and give the six. Packers look like they're they're starting to get on the roll. Uh, on to, uh, we haven't played the lock for either one of us yet. So I have a feeling we're, into... we're about to. <laughs> Tampa Bay and the New England Patriots, uh, the Foxborough family reunion, Tampa and New England, Tom Brady coming back to New England. Uh, 
Bucks are two and one. Patriots are one and two. And Tampa and the Bucks are minus six and a half at the Patriots. Yeah. You, know, you just wonder. You know, Tampa Bay's never had to face Bill Belichick in that defense. What is Bill Belichick coming up with to, to throw at Tom Brady? Right? He watched him play quarterback for what twenty damn twenty years. So if anybody knows how to defend this guy, you'd figure it's going to be Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, it's not enough. Tampa Bay, lock it up, squish. Well, Tampa's uh, desperate for DB help. They signed Richard Sherman. They've got that's how many injuries they have. They had to that's go off desperate. the street. They're desperate. Uh, Gronk is not going to be part of the uh, reunion festivities. He's got bad ribs. We actually saw that happen during that game. Uh, saw the the hit that he took. So no surprise that he's going to be out and probably going to be out a couple more weeks. Um, and running back Giovanni Bernard is also out as well for Tampa. For New England, uh, James White had a nasty hip injury, yep. and he's this season Done. looks like it's over. So big weapon out of the backfield for the Patriots is no longer going to be there. Um, but, yeah, L.A., once again, uh, speaking to what you were talking about, showed the world how to beat Tom Brady. Bust him in the fucking mouth. And you know Bill Belichick knows how to beat Tom Brady. The question, does Bill Belichick have the horses to beat Tom Brady to bust him in the fucking mouth? No. <laughs> and early on, the statistics say 26.3% pressure rate for the Patriots early on. That's okay, uh, but six, only six quarterback knockdowns through three games. That sucks. That is awful. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, Brady only needs 67 yards to uh, break Drew Brees' yardage record and complete with the Kinkos. Are they going to get the FedEx Kinkos certificate out for, for Tom Brady? That's the big question that, for that, winning. That piece of paper will someday be in the Hall of Infamy, the <laughs> Drew Brees. We can't put Drew Brees in the Hall of Infamy, but we could put his Kinkos uh, photocopied <laughs> green bar printer sheet or whatever the hell that was that they gave him in the middle of the game. Participation uh, certificate. Man. Congratulations. Uh, no, this is, this is the GOAT. I'm probably going to have a, a trophy uh, presentation. They're probably going to stop the game and, and wheel out, you know, a, a LED board and uh, have, you know, the, the president say congratulations and everything. They're, you know, that's Tommy. They, they can't just, you know, they're going to treat Brady, uh, 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 Breeze like that because that's Drew Breeze, but this is Tommy. Uh, so I don't know what, what they're going to do for that, but it won't be a Kinko certificate, I promise you. Um, yeah, basically, uh, Brady is not letting Brady Jr. beat him in Foxborough. So, yeah. And that's one of the rare times where we get the double lock on the same side. Uh, doesn't maybe once a year, maybe or maybe doesn't once every other year. Often. It's about as yeah. often as the the dual lock, the opposite lock. Right, yeah, the lock off. <laughs> that that only happens about once a year too, where we're so sure against <laughs> each other that we have it as our lock of the week. That's only that might not even be once a year. Right, that does probably happen maybe once in, in the whole time that we've been doing the locks. Uh, got a, only a minute to talk about what should be a pretty good game on Monday night. Uh, Vegas Clippers, uh, the 3-0 and Las Vegas Raiders, again, real or fake? Uh, Three-point underdogs at Justin Herbert in the 2-1 and Chargers. Uh, it's going to be a little offense, I think, in this game overall. But uh, if there's a weak side of the football, for either one of these teams, I think it's definitely going to be the Raiders' defense. Again, 
The Chargers, you you can run on the Chargers, but I think that plays into the overall game plan. I, I don't think the Chargers and the Raiders want to play this game as a, a slow-paced, methodical game, and I don't think that the Raiders are smart enough to exploit that. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Chargers here in prime time. They're sort of that, that Justin Herbert showing up on the primetime stage. This will be a fun game, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will, too. Uh, Josh Jacobs, game-time decision for Las Vegas with an ankle injury. Uh, both defenses have been kind of impressive, kind of an early real or fake for, for both of them. Uh, Vegas pressure versus Clippers turnovers, which one uh, is going to hold up? I'm going to, I'm going to straddle it. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to, I think LA will win, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Vegas in the three points just in case. Wow, we find a way to pull it out. Yeah. Okay. Or our after show on Yeah, the, the hot football party, two full hours. Uh, whew, it's been a while since we, we did the, the full boat there. Yeah, well, it's been a weird schedule. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you had your trip, and then we did the midweek show. We went a little old school. We actually did a recap show and then a big show. So, yeah, we, we haven't really had a full football party in, you know, several weeks here. It was back to, what, week one. But we got them all in. Um, we, we disagree a lot this week. We do. Uh, was it this, eight? Was it eight last week? It, half to half the slate. Yeah, it was eight last week, and it's uh, it just goes to tell you how weird I feel. I'm, this is, I think, by far the hardest week. So that might give you the advantage because I don't see much of this clearly at all. I, I'm a, I'm a coin flip on a whole bunch of these games. I, I'm not all that confident either. I, I feel pretty much the same as you. So. Um, Geniusness up in the air for both of us, but we were already on record. We don't feel very confident in our in our picks. We'll have to wait and see how they I, play out. I I know we both went eleven and five last week, so it's easy to say, yeah, yeah I felt great. Uh-huh. I felt much better <laughs> about my picks last week going into week three than right. I feel about these picks going into week four. Last week I made the picks, I made them quick. This week I had to look at a lot of things. I'm like, oh god, if I'm starting to look at stuff and not just get the feel, like I didn't really have many games where I just got the feeling, you know, and that's what I'm usually going for. Like, how does this feel? Like, what, what am I looking at? Oh, I start looking at numbers and I'm trying to see matchups and I'm like, oh, this is, this isn't my thing. You know, more of that, you know, go with the gut storylines, feeling momentum. There's not a lot of that for this week. You got a lot of teams coming off of big wins, but then they're going into tough games. It's a really weird week. No, I'm with you. I usually start off by going down the list of the games and just circling straight up and then working out from there how I right. think the score is going to play you out. you said you predict the score, yeah, and then before you even so much look at the spreads. Right. I try not to look at the spreads at all until I, I pick my score. Yeah. And, yeah, I did not have a whole lot of games where I just already, you know, ticked off, oh, yeah, definitely, you know, this team straight up, that team straight up. Oh, I did Tampa. Over the Jets, Tampa, of course, Tampa so, I had know, no problem. And Tampa over New England. And, and Green Bay over Pittsburgh was, was the easy ones for me. But, uh, like, the two uh, NFC West games, I was like, eh, eh, I don't know. Well, we uh, agree on one of them. Uh, you, we both got right. Arizona. Uh, and then you have Seattle. Again, you just riding those Seahawks. Just keep riding the, the Seahawks, yeah. Uh, it, it, hopefully it will come, come through this time. So, not counting the Thursday night game, 
15 games uh, tomorrow and Monday, and we are different on 10 of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Only wow. five games we agree on, and the other 10 we're, we're fighting. So this is going to be a brawl this weekend. <laughs> yeah, this is a wild week. And then in the only five we agree on, we managed to pick the same lock on one of those five. So go figure. Well, you know, I looked at that Tampa New England just like this is just too obvious, right? This just feels like a like a cookie. I hate to say it. It, it kind of, but both of them are coming off L's, so you get the yeah. the whole week. But of I think build New England's and... going to come off a lot more L's this year than I think the Tampa is. Well, sure, but I, I think we all were kind of thinking when you know when this, when we saw this on the schedule of oh you know Belichick versus Brady Belichick's going to have some devious plan and and they're going to you know but to believe in that I think we would have had to have seen New England kind of look like you know kind of look the part leading up to this game and just the Patriots just haven't looked the part they don't no. look like they're they uh, like, a team like you that's... said they don't have the horses and that's exactly what it is for this game if this was. You know the the Belichick defenses of you know the Belichick defenses that carried Tom Brady to all those Super Bowl wins. It'd be a different story, but this isn't. Willie McGinnis is not walking through that door. Uh, no, Mike Vrabel is not walking through that door. Yeah, Ty Law is not walking through that door. No, none no. of those guys. None of those guys are showing up for this game. Rod Ninkovich, no. none of them. <laughs> so yeah, it, it did seem obvious after after a while, but I, but even though even then. After making the pig, after locking it up, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I'm still kind of scared for for tomorrow night because Belichick is, is the evil genius. They would okay. They'd have to hurt him. That that's it, <laughs> right? Like I mean, if they go Galuli on him, you know, oh. and, and some and somebody just runs out why? there. And, and... <laughs> why? Why we? Why we? <laughs> you know. If anybody gets that reference, you're way too old. Uh, go to bed. <laughs> or you've been watching old documentaries or something. Yeah, but that's I figure about the only way they they got to send the goon who like Belichick's gonna have to put like the 53rd man on the roster. You know, he's gonna have to put send uh, Ed Neely out there. The hockey fight. Yeah, you know he's gonna send Ed Neely out there. He's got six <laughs> fouls to give. <laughs> Jack Haley, Ed Neely, that's 12 fouls right there. Just start taking cheap shots at Brady. Will oh, yeah, do. you left me, huh? Well, watch this, you know. <laughs> it was hockey. You can send Bob Probert out there, except he's yeah. no longer that's with right. us. That's right. Guy's just diving at his knees. <laughs> um, not hit, not hurt him, but, yes, I uh, I agree um, that what, what I'm afraid of is Belichick finding something defensively to create uh, enough pressure to to frustrate and fluster and and knock around uh, Brady and and maybe hurt him yes but yeah uh, more yeah see if more so just fluster him is yeah, what I'm afraid he's gonna of. have to send some exotic stuff after him and we're gonna have to see some sellouts that we completely sell out blitzes I think if they're gonna have any chance of, of flustering Brady you know. And yep. you know what? Maybe maybe you do try to play the mind game with them. Send a send a send a corner off the blitz. And just you know, <laughs> put that helmet right into his ribs. I'm just saying, because yeah, that might be the the play that flusters him the most. And if anyone knows which one of those blitzes flusters Brady the most, it would be Belichick. So yeah, this is the kind of game. This is the kind of game uh, Brady should be glad that it's not Buddy Ryan is the coach he's going <laughs> up against. Because then I'd be worried. <laughs> 
I don't necessarily know about Belichick and being like a dirty defensive coach. I don't think he's ever earned any kind of reputation for that. But if you're going to do dirty, you're going to do someone dirty, you got to do Brady dirty, right? Football fans announcing for one night let only him, the new assistant get his... coach for the Patriots, yeah. Greg Williams. <laughs> Dollar bills. <laughs> he just he's everywhere. Making it rain. Making it rain in the locker room, anybody who wants it. Um, yeah, let let Brady get his five-minute standing ovation and then send somebody out there with a spatula to scrape him <laughs> off the turf once the game starts. That, that's all I can think of. That's the only way I think this goes off the rails for Tampa Bay in this game. They're too loaded. Even with the injuries, they're loaded. It's like, yeah. oh, no, no Rob Gronkowski. Oh, wait, we still have O.J. Howard and Cameron Brady. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not lacking for weapons. And I think Brady's more – I think Brady's got more control over who can embarrass who in this game. Like, Belichick can't do it by being the coach. He can't just burn a hole through Tom Brady with laser vision. <laughs> you know, from, you know. <laughs> but Brady can affect the outcome of this game, I think, more than Belichick can. And, and, and I, think the, Brady's uh, highly, I think Brady's highly motivated. All the father and, and sonning uh, examples that I like to use – you got Belichick and Brady with the father sonning, but I'm going with Brady looking over at Matt Jones and saying, son, oh, man. Yeah. ain't no way in fucking hell I'm watch, coming up in here and letting oh, you embarrass watch, me. Watch how this is done. <laughs> here, watch <laughs> this. Watch the master show you how this thing is done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And maybe, maybe Matt Jones steps up. Maybe. I- I'm not banking on it. Uh, he also doesn't have the horses. He's he's not going to step up because who's he going to throw it to? Oof, it's not pretty. Fifteen targets for Jacoby Myers. I, I don't know if that's going to get. <laughs> yeah, it done. We know, we know that this is the the Bills division probably for a while now. I mean, they're going to they're going to have a, a stranglehold on this thing for a little while. You got to figure. You know, the the Dolphins. You don't know what to make out of them. They they don't even want their quarterback because they drafted fifth overall. I was just about to say they don't know who their quarterback is. Right. You know, the Jets are trash and the Patriots are on their way to being trash. So, yeah, I, you know, there's not a good, not a good spot for New England. It's going to take a, a Herculean effort, I think, for them to keep this under seven. Yeah, I, I, obviously, I concur with you. We both locked it up, but even still, I'm, I'm, still I'm a little, worried. That's how, that's how a little concerned. Is. Well, Jesus, we disagree on 10 out of 15 games. <laughs> I just number. kept counting, and I was like, "Oh my god, that one!" And then, that you know one, what? And we're one, both looking one. at these, and we're both looking at some of these games, going, "Oh yeah, you gave me some gimmies too." I know you're looking at some of these matchups that I picked, and you're like, "Nope, that one's mine." And I'm looking at some of the ones you picked, and I'm like, "Nope, that one's mine." Uh, do I think you gave me any gimmies? Let me look. I, I think you said, I think you thought that on Green Bay, but me taking Pittsburgh. Okay, yeah, that's and okay, Denver. That one, I don't think yeah. you like Denver. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but, and I'm but looking it's not at you like going. Oh, like you took the Eagles. You took the Texans. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like I think Baltimore's going to win by like ten points or anything. I just think they're the the, the better team. You know, right? But, and then there's some games that we disagree on, and it's like if you got a clue, good luck. I, the one I thought you were going to lock up was Miami. You trashed the Colts so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I did. You talked that one up so much. I was waiting for the lock to come out. Like Washington, Atlanta. Do you have any clue? I have no clue. 
Bears, Lions? No, uh, no clue. Not, not, no idea. All I know is you cannot in 2021 rush for less for more than you throw. No, <laughs> that is. Um, I don't, how? Do, what other city is Matt Nagy still employed? Only with, with Virginia McCaskey. The only reason he's still employed. Yeah, because if you have some unwritten edict where you just won't fire a coach midseason, what more do you need to see? That's the only thing. I mean, That's Matt Nagy, he gave up the play calling duties last year. The Bears make the playoffs because they go on that run late <laughs> and look. And then he's like, "No, no, no, I got this. Mm. I'm setting football back to the 1930s." Lord, we're gonna have red. Who's gonna start tomorrow? Red Grange, <laughs> the ghost of Red Grange. <laughs> Oh, I, and I, if anybody and, gets that too, go to bed. As a Bears fan, I was so embarrassed by last week. So embarrassed. I mean, you like, drank. You were Captain Kool Aid last week. You were sure you had. I it. warned. Like, I warned OBJ all of y'all. Is gonna I'm play. not rational. <laughs> OBJ is going to play. He's trash. Justin Fields is the savior. You had your. You had your cool in the gang. You had everything last week, and you got and that. I, and I told all of y'all before, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's the Bears. I'm not rational when it comes to the and, Bears. And the Bears didn't. They didn't even half-ass that game. They whole-ass that game. <laughs> that was and the whole just, ass. That was just ass. <laughs> the whole thing was ass. That's pretty much the, what they played like. And then I jumped back on them and take them again anyway this week. Because uh, who knows? It, but, but it's the Lions. You, who knows what you're going to get out of them? Other than they're going to try Really, really hard. Gonna bite your kneecaps off. But I am in a spot where I had to take J- Jared Goff over Justin Fields. Well, do, do you want Justin Fields after that effort last week? Who's doing that? Only me. And telling you, I, I wouldn't. I would have had him inactive the first run here. I, I this this probably should have been his first start this week. I would have not started him. I would have just had him inactive, go Dalton, go Foles. If you've got a plan in place, don't subject him to that. Because that is not – how do you – do you even watch that tape? If you're the Bears, I just burn it. Just burn all of it. I wouldn't want to watch it, that's for sure. No, whatever I think of Nagy, he definitely did not want to use fields in, in that spot. It was because Dalton got hurt. But yep. to your point, why is – uh, feels the number two. If he's if he's that not ready, if he's so not ready that he can't beat Red Rifle out, then why is he your number two? Just make him your number three and have him hold the clipboard and, and study. Then I would I would let Foles start there and then sprinkle in some sprinkle in some fields for the for the change of pace or to get some looks. I think it was I saw what they were trying to do early, you know, with Dalton, and then they'd bring in Fields and give him a couple of plays or give him a drive. You know, it's like, well, yeah, it's like, I'm not opposed to teams doing it that way. I, do I think it's stupid? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't <laughs> do it. I'd just be like, you know, this is my guy. Now, if it's something where it's a package, you know, like they did with Lance when he scored that touchdown on the goal line and the, you know, the Packers had no clue, even though you just had to know that was going to be the play. But, but OK, um, he just walked right in. You know, because they were, you're not accounting for the fact you think Jimmy G's back there. He's not going to really bust off and really run one in, you know, or or have a designed run for Jimmy G. So, 
the, the Packers got caught their pants down right there right before halftime, and it, it worked for the Niners, and it kind of helped get them back in the game because the Packers were, were in control. I don't see any of that from this Bears offense. I mean, 91 yards passing per game through three games is uh, – it makes me almost wonder what the next highest is from there because it's got to be almost double. Well, I guess it's about like bad passing offenses so far, right? Because they're at 91. So, so who are I'm just trying to look through these matchups here and find. Oh, here it is. Well, it's the Giants. They're at 113. (laughs) Danny Dimes, baby. Oh, wait. No, that's the Saints offense. Oh. 113. Oh, yeah, because some of those Jameis games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the Saints. The Saints have the second worst passing offense in the league. They have also run for more yards than they've thrown. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans Boy. 31. That's, there they are. That's that's not good. Yeah, but that I'm I'm I can't I remember looking at the Giants at... line and then I was like, "Wait, that that's the Saints." Yeah. Yeah, because even in, in his victory, Jameis, you know, with the five touchdowns, only threw for like five yards. So, right. Um, even last week, he didn't throw for much against uh, New England. Didn't have to. Yeah, well, he couldn't. I was like, like I said, I was watching that game. He was throwing up some of those crazy balls. Like, what? Why are you putting it there? So, but the difference is the Saints are a quality franchise. Uh, they they are they they can find a way they can they find a overcome. way they have a good defense they have Alvin Kamara they they actually have things that can kind of overcome that plus Jameis Winston I think has like seven touchdown or eight touchdown passes even with those those, those paltry numbers like I've been saying it's it, that that situation in Chicago is unique because I think under any other situation any other city uh, that Nagy's not there anymore so we would have. A new regime, we would have a better idea of what the direction is, who the new offensive guru that they would bring in. Uh, this is something like that can't stand. And in any other, you know, maybe Jacksonville they would allow it because they don't care. But uh, anywhere else, this kind of football, the, it's instant firing, immediate. Like instantly get out. We, we don't need that. I, think yeah, only my, I don't know if you saw the, the, the Dan Orlovsky bit. It, about just trashing, uh, forget what network he's on, but just absolutely trashing Matt Nagy. Now you have reached the like the nadir of your career as a coach when you're getting trashed by Dan Orlovsky, <laughs> right? The dude who just stepped out of the back of the end zone, yes, for the winless Lions team. And that dude's calling for your head. That guy. And you you know fired. you stink uh, when when the dregs of of random Allen quarterbacks start coming on uh, television and, and telling you how terrible you are. <laughs> Big, you Big Ben is next. Immediately, like canned after the game. Like he shouldn't have been on the plane ride home. And if the Steelers keep this up, Big Ben is going to be the next one that, you know, all these terrible quarterbacks get on the air and start talking trash about because they, they look so inept. They look I have- Really, they look like last year. Uh, just broken. like last year. Right. Although that was the right. Ravens that we said their offense was broken, but uh, no, that uh, we, we said we had some questions about that Steelers offense several times. 
we knew they were broken before they lost a game because we could see the uh, the, oh, the yeah, way they we were, were. Yeah, we, we they were, were they were buying. just more and more ineffective every every week. Every game they got less and less uh, uh, productive and and potent until they just petered out in that playoff game. And yeah, they haven't they still haven't recovered. I'm giving them one more shot. Uh, I, I, this is it. I'm, I mean, I don't think I had them. I don't think I had them in the playoffs this year. I'm going back to my preseason picks here. Um, I had the, no. I had the Steelers finishing third. I had Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. I might have had that bottom order wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Bengals are sitting at three and one. That, that now is it going to last? Probably not. But at least you can see improvement. Oh, certainly. And you know, like I said, I can I can see the outline of a of a real quarterback in, in Joe Burrow and, 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 and uh, they play a lot the of Packers, guys I can't say uh, that about. They get the Packers next week and for the Packers' sake, please, please, please hope that Kevin King is injured for that matchup because <laughs> you know they're gonna Cincinnati's gonna be trying to figure out a way to get Jamar Chase on Kevin King. <laughs> yeah, that that combo, you you called it early. That might be the new uh Blake to it's, the Pickens. It's yeah, it's Blake to Pickens. That's the new one. They did it again in that Pittsburgh game. He was finding them. They yep. wouldn't cover that guy. They, they clearly got a connection. So. And you usually, Always good. You see that sometimes, right? You get these young, the yeah. younger guys usually, or that you know, they get this top rookie. And you're talking about, oh, he looks like he looked terrible in the preseason. Well, maybe he's just not a practice guy. <laughs> maybe. You know, look at Hollywood Brown. Uh. Uh, the reason I that uh, ate at me was because uh, that's my fantasy guy, and I lost my oh. my game. Oh. So he, did you lose? I, I did. Uh, he, oh, he catches man. a couple of those touchdowns, and, and I believe I win. But uh, man, didn't, didn't work out for them, me. Two of them on the ground, and they weren't like like contested. These were wide open touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, those, those highlights I saw, like no one. Him and he just dropped, just kept that dropping. Was, kept dropping. That was like DeAndre Swift dropping that one against the Bears last year. Oh, man, wide open. Remember that at the end of that game? Oh, was sure. That week one? Walking into the end that, zone. Oh, my God. Catches the ball, turn around in the end zone. Maybe there's something maybe about start, the lights in, in the stadium in Detroit. <laughs> start running with the Maybe. <laughs> we're on to something here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Terrible lighting. <sighs> Inside the, the Lions Stadium. Oh, that was a long show. It was good. It was a football was. party. We, we got everything out. We got our week three recap. We got our week four picks, and, and gave you a, a little more in the in the after show as well. But uh, well, we yeah, we can't just end the show cold. It's very rare that we can just go. Oh, that's it. Live show's over. Good night, everybody. Uh, sometimes we're one of us is that tired, and yeah, well, it's eleven. It's eleven twenty-two. Uh, Central Time here, and uh, today was my first day back at work. So yeah, I was up at six a.m. today. I'm a, I'm a little beat. Well, I, I thought I was going to have to be the one to call it as soon as the show was over because I've been up since three. You ever have what? one of those days where you you wake up at three and you can't go back to not, sleep? Not often, but I've had them. Yeah, you know. I, yeah, I don't, I don't have them up, often either. But I had it. Yeah, it's usually one of those where you wake up and then you got to get out of bed because you got to go to the bathroom. 
and then you lay down and you're like, ah, oh, crap. So you grab the phone and because you think, oh, I'll just watch some videos or listen to some music. And the next thing, you, then, then you get caught in like the YouTube rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And then you, the next uh, thing you know, it's 530. And you're like, well, I got to be up in an hour. Well, I don't have a phone uh, with me when I sleep, but I, it was one of those oh. where I wake up at three and then, you know, your mind just starts racing through every single thing in the world on, you know, on your mind. And yeah. the next thing I knew it was four and I fall back asleep and I was like, I'm going to get up now because I'm clearly not going to fall back asleep. So I just got up. So I've been up since three and well, you went. <laughs> And I'm I'm stunned that I uh, held up through the show as well as I did. I, I thought I was going to completely blank you know blank out and have total mind for maybe I did with my picks I don't know but um, but yeah I'm now I'm here and then coming down to uh, to the end of this one but I did definitely want to talk about uh, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks for our show because I got another trip coming next weekend so this is where uh, we figure out our plans for the next couple of weeks. Um, are you available to do our football party next Friday? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just I... has to be... Yeah, yeah, 9 o'clock still works. I sh- I'll, I'll be home by... I'll be home in time. Okay, and, and if, you know, something's happening and you get delayed, of course, let me know and I can uh, either push the, the show time back or start the show and, and do no, I, know, five I, minutes I would, or something. I like would that. much rather just do nine because I, I can't do it. Ten o'clock on a Friday night gets hard for me because Saturday is that, – that Thursday, Friday, sure. Saturday is my worst – like the, the, the worst part of my work week. So I'd much rather just be, you know, in and out, done by 11 um, right. than to try to do a show at 10 and then I'm up till yeah, and it's 12 o'clock and it's like, oh, God, i got to be up at 6 o'clock on Saturday. No, I'm old, man. I can't can't do that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, Friday, I, can, I can I can do Friday. Okay, so because we, we fly out Saturday morning for our our next ah, trip, so okay. So then does that mean you're back then for the sixteenth or? Okay, so for that uh, we do fly home that Saturday morning. Um, but okay. Then then I'm talking. I'm thinking about you know land here, get home in the afternoon, um, and unwind. I've been traveling that day and now I got to sit down and try to you know get ready for the show and I don't know if I want to do that so I think I'd rather let you and, and the cute factors just have a, Ooh, another hospital well, takeover if, we'll if that's see. possible we'll see <laughs> we'll see okay. cause that was that was something <laughs> that, that was a thing I, I will um, see how that would go a second time I have a feeling they might be a little bit more uh <laughs> a little bit more loose, which I don't know if a, that's a good thing or not. So, you need a need a, a a wrangler. You need to need somebody there to, to keep them in in one place. Man, they, they want to run off during the show. Yeah, we can. We we we'll play that one by ear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, I probably yeah. can do the the show. It's just that yeah. you know, either that or we can just do like an abridged show. You know, we don't have to. We don't have to make it a full like a two hour thing with the big huge recap and all. We we can figure out a way yeah. I think to get it in like efficiently. Yeah, I de- definitely would have to uh, be a, a one hour because I wouldn't be able to recap because that whole week I would be on the cruise, so I wouldn't ah. uh, be able to. I probably won't be able to watch any games. I don't know, but I probably wouldn't be able to. Uh... Yeah, I wouldn't think so. So that would expect that would that means you would be expected then to to get home. 
and then like research everything. Catch you up make with everything. Picks. Either way, you got to make your picks. Either way, I got to make my picks, but definitely can't do a recap because I can't, you know, recap. I, I don't know anything what's going on. I, I have nothing to recap. So, so that's the uh, the next couple of weeks. Is uh, next week will be the uh, big Friday two hour football party on Friday night. Uh, the uh, that'd be the eighth of October. That is the eighth. That's correct. Uh, at nine o'clock central, and uh, the week after that, uh, probably going to wind up being a uh, one hour just pick show only party uh, that Saturday uh, after I get back in town. All right. That we could, yeah, we could do that like nine, or even if you feel better about doing like ten, if you wanted more time to make your picks, it's up to you. Yeah, definitely play that part by ear too. We'll, we'll, right. Everything's up in the, in the air for that. Right. As long as we get the picks in, you know, and I and I don't have to try to wrangle the kids. <laughs> Be more than happy to invite them on the show, though. Sure. Because <laughs> we did that uh, show but, that that week, I did the show with them. We did the show at, at eight, right? So we actually did the early show uh, that week. That was that was crazy. Quote, quote unquote early. We're you know, still after dinner time. Yeah, well, that's, well, I get home from work at seven, so it, was, it made sense for me. And this cruise coming up. Uh, yeah, this is going to be. I don't uh, think you've uh, been looking at any any of my Facebook posts about it, but. So it's going to be on. Uh, it's going to be Virgin Voyages. Uh, you know the Richard Branson, Mister Virgin guy. He started mm-hmm. a cruise line because you know, that's what these rich guys do. They uh, take off in spaceships and go to space and start cruise lines and start all these other businesses and whatnot. Um, so this thing, it looks. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be something more than uh, a cruise. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure a diplomatic way of, of putting it. Um, like some of the things that they're going to have uh, presentations, their shows are going to be real. It, it almost looks like uh, in a way it looks like Vegas on a boat. It, it, it's going to be uh, really, you know, like circus type shows. It's going to be, um, I think maybe, uh, you know, sensual type shows and whatnot. Um, and then they put out this, uh, I'm going to have to pull this up and, and read it to you because it's just so odd. Uh, and, and got me a little frightened, to be honest. They um, so I'm on the uh, the app for the uh, for Virgin Voyages and, and going through every night of our cruise and what they got planned. So then, one of the nights um, they call it Scarlet Night, and the the you know if you know the Virgin logo, you know it's red with the white lettering. So Scarlet is sort of their thing, red whatever, and they're. Uh, one of the nights they they called Scarlet Night and they wanted to let everybody know that it's going to be really uh, you know, sensual and, and intimate and there's going to be you know some sort of like presentation um, and is but the, the language that they use so this is what they uh, put in the uh, in the app for their Scarlet Night and tell me this doesn't sound like a swinger ship this is the language that they use. Consent language. How we play hard at Virgin Voyages. Please be aware this is an intimate experience where we have fun together by respecting and trusting one another. We are dedicated to providing freedom from judgment, fear, and all forms of discrimination. We encourage everyone to explore freely and connect in this playful environment. But you should always... 
But you should you always went to feel Epstein's em- Island. <laughs> but you should always feel empowered to communicate what you want or don't want to do. Consent is everything, on and off the dance floor. Always ask before a physical interaction. And be sure to get a clear, definite yes before getting intimate. And remember, it's perfectly okay to say no. Consent is simple. For we feel, the more playful we become. The more you give, the more effort you put in. The better the experience guaranteed. So go on, lean in, be prepared to take part. So to put it simply, participate, respect all the human beings in the room, Remember, consent is the name of the game, and relish being the best version of yourself. This can only happen in international waters, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, and and I'm telling you, I read that, and there's only one sound that was going through my mind the entire time, and I was like, um, what 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 are we about to get? thinking more Benny Hill. You're going to have people dressed up in bear costumes running around <laughs> from door to door, going in one door and out the other like Benny Hill and Scooby-Doo. Uh, this is going to be... Uh, I, I can't wait to hear the stories on this one. This might rival my uh, my massage with feet story. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, just, it, Island, you're going to be stopping there. It, it made me feel like this is basically going to be a swinger boat. It's going to be a bunch of guys with mustaches oh, walking love around. It's the love boat. Uh, already. Yeah. <laughs> Better watch uh, out for Brian McKinney and Dante. Cole oh no! <laughs> they ask you, just say no. If I see a double-sided dildo somewhere, oh, and that <laughs> reminds me. Apparently, uh, uh, well, uh, my wife was reading about this boat. Apparently, there is going to be like a goodie bag or something in every room. And there's going to be oh. some 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 things in there, some some maybe some vibrating things. So, so obviously, <laughs> calling this a virgin cruise is a play on words. Uh, oh, yeah. It's only virgin because of the uh, the brand name of the company, but no, uh, I, in, I know. In, in I every know. way. Mm, not looking like there's going to be too many versions on this boat. So, okay, yeah. that that was mm-hmm. uh, that was actually like their like legal <laughs> disclaimer or what was? I, did you have to sign a waiver. It was just right there in, in the description of whatever Scarlet Knight is. It, that's that's what that's what Scarlet Knight is, I guess. <sighs> okay. So, well, whatever is going to happen uh, next next. Not next week, but the week after that. That's 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 what that's setting up to be. Is is going to be uh, five days of uh, possible? I don't know debauchery or so. I don't know. Uh, all I know is uh, there's, there's free Wi-Fi as part of this cruise, and I got a feeling I'm going to be capturing some things uh, with, with my. Phone. Ah. Um, I'm kind of looking what forward they, to it. What they I'm forgot also kind of scared you, as hell. Well, what they what they're not going to tell you is that you're just going to be watching Rutgers games. No, not that Scarlet, no. Oh, not those Scarlet Knights? <laughs> no, so, something totally oh, different. I'm, I'm, sorry. I don't think it has anything to do with Rutgers. Okay. All right, I guess we're, we're done with, uh, with, with <laughs> on that note. <laughs> um, so Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm done. That, that was interesting, though. That was, uh, 
that was a healthy that was a healthy read. Uh, this is what we're in for uh, in, in a couple of weeks. So so wish us luck and and pray for us. <laughs> Definitely save those uh, stories for the after show and make sure my kids yes. aren't on the show. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely going to tell, tell us about, about the Scarlet Knights <laughs> on the Virgin Voyages. On, on the, the the boat is called the Scarlet Lady. So <laughs> okay, is this a we know game? was this Clue? You missed the miss. <laughs> you're gonna be on the you're on the Scarlet Lady, and then the other ship is the Professor Plum. <laughs> uh, this is what we're getting into. So wish us luck. All right, once again next week. Week four recap and week five picks, our big football party, Friday night, October and then, the 8th. And then at the end of the thing, they'll be like, I think it's Dre <laughs> in the ballroom with the double ender. Oh, no. Just like just like Clue. No, it will not with be Dre. <laughs> it will definitely not be Dre with a double ender. If, if Dre was Dre a bachelor. <laughs> If, it was, if Dre was a bachelor, it might be, but if Dre was a bachelor, he wouldn't be on this boat. Hey, your wife? You, you know, she, anything goes. No, no. Won't be her either. <laughs> <laughs> Big, both, both of us, we're, we were joking about that. It's going to wind up, uh, we're, we're thinking about, you know, whatever the Scarlet Knight is. We, we, I read that description. We both read the description. We look at each other. We're like, what the hell is this? And then she goes, so you want to go? And I go, yeah, I kind of want to see what the hell, what, you know, oh, what, this, what this is all about. So I have to we're, find, we're... That, find the gal who's hot for you at my wedding and send her on the <laughs> boat. <laughs> but we're joking. It's, we're probably, it's probably going to be, you know, a thousand of us going to whatever this thing is, wh- looking around at each other. Uh, like what, at... what the hell do we do now? <laughs> right. Watching two people you... walk around trying wait. to get freaky with everybody. Wait, wait, you like Rutgers too? <laughs> I'm a big Scarlet Knight fan. You yeah, totally absolutely. need to go and get yourself like a Rutgers hat and <laughs> say that you thought I thought I was here for Scarlet Knight's night. <laughs> no, Scarlet Knight without a K. Different night. <laughs> uh. I'd right. be that it's, guy. <laughs> you you would. <laughs> and there's probably a lot of guys that's going to be the, that guy. Uh, on this particular trip. All right. We are obviously getting loopy, so we're going to get out of here now. Okay. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail, the podcast. Thank all you crazy people for joining us. And we will be back next Friday night for our football party. We will talk to you then. Weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.